The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking C, Season 1 Recap. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a Season 1 Recap of the Apple TV exclusive show, C, starring Jason Momoa. And uh, I am joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds. Matt Vader 74 is here, and he is blitzed out of his mind. Welcome, sir. He's been sick. <laughs> did you bring us our gifts? I did not. Oh, how dare I you? I haven't finished them. How dare you? So I, I am making um, string knots. I'm making a gift for all of you. I'm, I'm actually right currently, I have a two foot piece of leather cord that I'm currently transcribing the entire Earthman Jack series <laughs> onto as a gift for, for Matthew Kadish. Excellent. Yeah. Great. So I will try to bring them next week. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's, it's a lot of work. I believe it. It really is. It's like, trying, how many, trying, how many words per knot? Trying, trying to get the whole like 18 book series <laughs> on the two feet of leather. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost done. Okay. But it's going to work. All right. People uh, have no idea what I'm talking about. No, not right now. Jude is here as well. Welcome, Jude. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? You have been dying to talk about this show. Yeah. This is your baby. It is. I think this is like the, if you were, if I was going to point to anything like Jude the podcast and Jude, put those two together. Your love of C and Roger Corman <laughs> and Roger Corman and Jason Momoa, like that's your that's your avenue. Yeah. So this is her fault. I'm he very is. excited for today, <laughs> and let me tell you something. I'm even more excited for Friday because see, that's when season two comes. Yeah, out. season two is dropping Friday, so we're super. That's why we're doing this. We're super excited. Friday. For yeah. Yeah. Twenty seventh. Wow. I'm so, super uh, pumped. Yeah, I'm awesome. really excited to get into the recap of the show so that. People are not lost about all of these jokes that we're making. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, Matthew Kadish. Welcome, sir. Chat, chat. Chat, chat, chat. Chat, chat. <laughs> um, so before we get started on this, I just want to let everyone know, disclaimer, we're going to be making fun of this show because it's ridiculous. And none of this has to do with making fun of actual blind people. Oh it's God. the blind people in the show that we're going to be making fun of because they're not actually blind and they don't really make any sense. Well, I think there as to are what they some do. blind people. Well, the extras, yeah. Yeah, they, they, but none of the main characters are. So, like, I just want to say to anyone out there who might get offended. Um, we're, we're not making fun of people because they're blind. We're making fun of this show because it's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you. also, we love this show. Yeah. We love how ridiculous this show yeah. is. Yeah. There's a weird thing here because I think people who may be in the production of the show or shit, God forbid, even Jason Momoa sees our stuff, like, he's going to be like, oh, these pieces of shit are making fun <laughs> of the show. Dude, we love it. Yeah. We love how ridiculous there it is. There is something so absurdly addictive about yes. this show that I cannot stop thinking about it or yep. watching it. I completely agree. All right, guys, before we get into the super nitty gritty of season one of C, uh, we're going to take a quick break, listen to some sponsors. We'll be right back. American corn farmers, a proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey sis, are you video calling me from the new HomeSense? Reporting from Rockville, there are some serious deals here. Where are we supposed to go together? Oh, so competitive. Speaking of competitive, look at the price on this sleeper sofa. That alabaster lamp for less? I want. I bet you do. Wait, go back. Show me that hand-woven rug from Turkey. A total upgrade. Ooh, are you seeing this standing mirror? I see a sister who's gonna buy that for me. Hello? Now open in Rockville. HomeSense. Standout pieces, outstanding prices. Welcome back, everybody. If you would like to support the podcast, go to saltynerdclub.com. Uh, there you can find our Patreon page. You can join the Patreon team and get exclusive access to all kinds of really cool stuff. And specific to this show, if you scroll back far enough, there is a Salty Nerd Lost episode um, that is literally what broke the podcast for don't, a couple don't, of weeks. Don't listen to it. It's so bad. It's awful. But I'm the drunkest person <laughs> in that house. <laughs> but, so that kind of segues into our history of this TV show. So one of the first shows that we ever, as a group, all four of us here as the Salty Nerd podcast wanted to watch was C. Mostly because Jason Momoa, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We're but like, Jason know. Momoa's got and a TV it was show. like a new Apple yeah. TV um, so Kadish is like way should, back in 2019. Yeah. Yes. Kadish was like, we need to do season or episode by episode breakdowns of this, of this show. So we did the first season intro and, and we kind of were all like, what the what hell? The hell? <laughs> what, what is this thing? What is this nonsense we're watching? This doesn't make any sense. And we started making fun of this show, like really hard. Like we were brutal. It kind of put us on the track to where we could just stuck on. Yeah. That kind of set the trend <laughs> for like, we, we started out as a review show. But this was so ridiculous and it was so funny that we just kind of like tried to stick with the, yeah. well, let's just make fun of shit. Yeah, let's just Bye. be yeah. stupid, salty, and nonsensical. Yeah. Like That's yeah. kind of like what set the trend. And then uh, we watched, I think, the second episode. And by that point, I was like, guys, this you, is... You, you did some math in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, and at this point, I was like starting to worry. I'm like, I think we're being really harsh on this show. <laughs> we're making fun of blind. People, and also right? this show is terrible and I don't really want to watch it anymore. And then but by the third episode, you were like, I can't stop. But the third episode we got together um, and it was in this living room, but it was before we had all this fancy equipment, I think, where we had some of it, but not we all just of had it. like a dining room table. And yeah. Microphones. And, uh, and <clears throat> Jude, you were at like a Christmas party or something. <clears throat> I know we've talked about the, the debacle of this. Yeah. So how did that go down? Cause we were, it was the sausage party for a little while and Kate yeah. was like, well, we can start. And then when Jude gets in, we'll include her into it. So we had been talking about this episode. And at this point I was like, I don't want to talk about this show anymore. I think we need to pull the plug. This show's awful. And then Kate was like, no, we need to stick it out. We made a commitment when we need to do it. Kate is very, the guy that yeah. makes us follow through with the things <laughs> that we say we're going to do. But this one case we were, I, I broke it. Okay. Um, and then, so what happened? You came home from a party? I was at a Christmas party oh, and God. I opened up a bottle of tequila and I got really wasted. And we did the show with um, me drunk and we I thought it was a great time. I thought we were, <laughs> were we halfway through the show. 
Yeah. Yeah. She, she had comes, walked in halfway she through. She comes stumbling in and her tits out. Tits fall <laughs> on the table. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. My tits and were not so out. We pretty, pretty much. I was wearing something very revealing. <laughs> Don't make people think I walked in topless. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Uh, yeah. And, so and you were keep, like, keep, lean- keep in mind that these two. Co-host of ours did not know Jude as well as they do now. Yeah, yeah. that's a fact. We had, yes. just, we had just met you. You are fairly new to They've the podcast. Seen my tits way more since then. <laughs> we're okay with it now. So you came in and you were like, "Oh, we're talking about fucking C." <laughs> and you, you sat down, and Vader literally took his hat, and he was like, "Oh shit, I can't be here right now." And he took his hat and he pulled it down over his face. For the entire rest of the recording. To be respectful of my to boobs. To be respectful of Jude's boobs. I can't look at your woman's boobs, dude. It's very weird. I didn't know that when you said you wanted to talk about the his- our history with the show, we were going to continue to talk about my oh, boobs. No, but, no that's- but that's a main component to the whole story. So you. The boobs that broke the show. Yeah. yeah. You and Kadish, I kind of like checked out. Like I, I didn't, at this time, I didn't really know how to like host a show. I was still trying to like figure out this whole thing. I'm like, I don't know what kind of questions to ask. I don't know how to direct a conversation. So it ended up just being you and Kadish talking about this episode. And we, it went on for what, like another 30, 40 minutes or so before we were done. It, went on it, 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 it was, it was mostly, G- it was mostly <laughs> Jude just ranting about like this drunk, drunkenly talking. <laughs> just, about, it was a lot of rambling. You were like mimicking episode by or line by line of characters. You're like, remember when this ch- chick said this, this, and this. And I was like, I was just sitting there like, I don't, I'm trying to think of like, how am I going to edit this together to make it into like an actual presentable show? I apologize. I couldn't do it. Kadish texted me. He's like, Hey man, um, (laughs) if it's too hard to edit, don't worry about it. (laughs) The the DM, the DMS that week were weird. Yeah, They were very weird. It's like, like, we need to kick this bitch off. (laughs) No, (laughs) but I think at some point we were like, we need to limit our alcohol consumption. Well, I I remember I had a conversation with Jude the next day and I was like, I think it's best if you don't drink before we do the podcast. But now, now it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but we drink. We're professionals. We're now. professional now. We We're get professional it. drunks now. It's okay. So at this point, like I was sitting there listening to the raw, uh, edit, you know, the unedited version of this episode. And, I'm and like, you were thinking, how can I make this worse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, though, I mean, that, that single episode, it, it became some glue. It yeah. It bound us together. And it's it, one it, of the funniest things like, that's ever happened. I, I, I love Jude. She is my, she, she's like, like you guys my, are freaking soulmates. By she now. is my non, she is my platonic soulmate. I think we son. might actually be the same person. Yeah. But like he's a dude and I'm a girl. Yeah. Okay. All right. For, for sure. And that's very lucky to have her. Yeah. It's, it's a, it was a thing that happened to us that has definitely stuck around. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Of all the episodes we've done. It's and, now, still, and now, two years later, we get to recap it get, like yeah. actual professionals. Yes. Well, <laughs> come on now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just be a little real, real. Like sort of professionals. Sort of professionals, but I've, also I've drunk. Had, I've had yeah. three gallons of vagina. I mean, so. that's why I can't get drunk during this one. I gotta save my face. I'm gonna put my tits on the table here. Do it. So. so anyway, that's the history. If you want to listen to that lost episode. You gotta be a patron. You gotta be a patron. It's, <laughs> and you gotta like Super Mario. Yes, because, okay, so at the time when I was first learning, learning how to edit, it was like a, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just make this like a Patreon only episode. And so I was learning how to edit on Audacity. And I learned how to do this super cool thing of adding like an undertone of music to shit. And I was like, oh, that's a new skill I have. It's highly annoying. So like an idiot, 
I put Super Mario Brothers. But you know what? I should thank you because it's not the worst thing about that episode. Like, or, sorry, it is the worst thing yeah. about that episode. I'm not the worst thing so about that episode. For the entirety of this shitty ass lost episode, it's just do 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 the whole way through. Oh my god! Yeah, it only totally distracts you from what you say. <laughs> so it's good. And I've tried. I've tried to go back and find like the original raw recordings. I still have the laptop that I recorded it on, but I, I can't find it. I don't know where it went. So. It might be gone forever. I was laying out gold about this show. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I anyway. really wish that I had held on to like my fashion reports. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, yes. those were good. I might uh, still have some of those. Okay. I'll see if I can find them. But yeah, Jude, when she couldn't be on the podcast live with us talking, she did like fashion reports and she was, she do, made it a Jude thing. And it was amazing. It was actually kind of funny. And uh, I, I loved listening to him after the fact. She, she would email him to me. But anyway. Yeah, before she got into doing all the synopses, yeah. she would do these fashion reports for like the, some of our recurring talking abouts. You, and you, we need to do a, like a, a super cut of Jude and her synopses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we might have to cut this. But Nick, I just talked to Nick last night. He is actively taking literal quotation notes <laughs> He's a mad man. of oh Jude's God. synopsis <laughs> word by word and putting them on Wikipedia. Buddy, nice. I can that just works. email them to you. I have them written down. <laughs> you might need to. <laughs> He's going back and listening to your synopsis and Honey, typing I'll it out. Just send them to you. <laughs> Nick is one of our top patrons. Wonderful dude. Oh, Nick. He's the best. crazy dedicated to the podcast. So shout out to yeah, Nick. Yeah, we love Nick. Nick's but amazing. By the time he see, hears this, there will be a package delivered to his. Good. Yeah. His, uh, he might even get it today. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe today or tomorrow. I think it's going to arrive. So anyway. All right, guys. So um, now the official podcast starts. We're going to get into the actual show. So before we do, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. And when we do, Jude's going to take it away. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the official C Season 1 recap for the Salty Nerd Podcast. Jude, what is this show all about? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> <gasps> she brought a string. <laughs> Her synopsis is, is all in knots. Yes. It's, all, it's all in the knot. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Please bless my children as we wander through this world of darkness. Okay, let me explain. <laughs> so, dude, what is this show all about? See season one. Centuries from now. A deadly virus killed all but two million humans on Earth, leaving those who survived so blind that the idea of sight is a myth. In fact, don't even talk about vision because it's heresy. In fact, anyone who can see is a witch or a god, depending on who you ask. But don't ask anyone because there's no such thing and also it's heresy to speak of. But also the queen is a god. And also if you can see you're a god, who makes more gods by having children. I mean, by having gods. But also, the sun is God, and if you want to pray, you just need to give yourself a real good jerk sesh. In this magical world, water bottles are plentiful and last forever. That's right. People who do witchy things like sense hatred and talk to owls are definitely not witches. Messages are told through knotted rope and fashion rules. I freaking love it. Oh my God, okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so real quick, we're going to go down the path of uh, the main characters of the show to let you guys in on, on who everybody is. So the number one reason why we were even watching this show is because of Jason Momoa, who plays a character named Baba Voss, Baba who Voss. is the head of a mountain dwelling uh, tribe called the Alkeni. Baba Voss is a fearless warrior. Baba Voss is the Baba Voss. Baba Voss is the Baba Voss. And he's also named after a bottle of Voss. Water bottle reference, which is water bottles will be a big part of this freaking season. Oh my gosh. So so that that was actually a joke we came up with. That's not in the show. I just got that. Yeah, dude. Wow. I know. We're really smart. All right. So anyway. It's a name passed down for centuries. He is the leader that they read it on the side of a Bob, whatever. Is Is there a Baba Fiji? Maybe. It's his brother played by Dave Batista. <laughs> anyway. You gotta uh, get through it, man. Just I know. get through Jason it. Jason Momoa plays the leader of this tribe. Uh, he is a fearless warrior, really strong fighter, and he's also got a very mysterious past that he doesn't let anybody know. And the only person who questioned it got burnt at the stake right. by his request. He's a pretty intense character, but yeah. also it's basically just Jason Momoa being a badass. Yes. Which is wonderful to watch. But, and- but blind. But blind. And the the person who questioned his past, who got burnt at the stake, mm-hmm. that is pivotal in pretty much everything that happens during season yes. one, because the descendants of that person are out to get Baba Voss yes. and his witch family. So that brings us to... Suter uh, and Gether. Yes. Suter and Gether Bax. They are... Suter is Gether Bax's aunt. Who he's so, also banging. So Well, the aunt is also the sister of the one who got sacrificed. I was just about to say. Yeah. So the person who got burnt at the stake um, was Suter's sister and Gether's mother. Okay. So Suter and Gether are the only family that each other has. Uh, they are aunt and nephew, mm-hmm. and they are also banging. Yeah. And yeah. they wear a ton of burlap. 
Yes. And they also like smell each other when they get close. You know, they kind of like do the sniff thing. It's very strange. If, if I was blind, I would smell That's a lot probably of just too. a thing. Yeah, but, but Gether, like, so he never forgave the death of his mother. And so he has like a blood feud with Bubba Voss. Mm -hmm. And he wants to basically take revenge on the entire tribe for uh, for killing his mother because Paris also had a thing to do with was right. that. Was that the dude that like betrayed them? Yeah. Yes. The, yep. the, guy that was the main dude who was like, that's where they live. And he was, he was oh, telling. I hate that guy. Yeah, he's a dick. Um, he's the uh, actor who plays him is Mohin Arya. Uh, he's, I'm sure, a very talented guy. But I that's, feel like I've seen him in other stuff. He might be in other stuff. Yeah. He has one of those faces. I actually love him. And then like, Souther, I, I do not. Souterbacks. At one point, like the uh, spoiler, the whole tribe gets murdered. Um, and I'm so sad that I never see him again <laughs> throughout the rest of the season. He's kind of creep, though. He's the worst. But that's the thing about this show. There is there's so there's so much that you shouldn't like, but you do. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Anyway, uh, Mary Lee Talkington is uh, Southerbacks. So yes. Soter. I don't know how you say her name. Suter. Suter. <laughs> it's like shooter. Okay. And then Magra. Magra is the mother of uh, the two main children who are mm -hmm. cited in this movie. She's also the wife of Baba Voss, Jason Momoa. And uh, she has another deep history that kind of gets revealed as the season goes forward. Yes. She has secrets. She has secrets that she has been holding out on. And then by the end of the season, we get to the big reveal that she's actually the sister of Queen Kane, the main she's, villain of the she's show. A, she's a princess. She's a princess, which actually yes. that moment was actually pretty. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, do you guys have anything to add for Magra? Do you guys want to talk about her for a second? Um, uh. I, uh, I just wanted to point out that, because um, so, you men mentioned the queen. So Magra and her sister, the queen, mm -hmm. can both see lies when people speak. Um, well, also, so because everyone in the society is blind, some of them develop like extrasensory mm -hmm. perception mm -hmm. stuff, whether it be hearing or or like emotional stuff. So one of Magra's superpowers is she always knows when someone's lying. Mm -hmm. and, and the queen is the same way. Yeah. But, but the queen also has like super hearing, like she can like hear people shifting their feet and stuff like that. So it's very inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> it's very plot driven, but, but yeah. So Magra has this thing about like, she can tell when she's being lied to. Yeah. So that's Magra played by Hera Himmler. Uh, the actress who plays her. And then this looks nice segue for Queen Kane, who's the main villain of the show. She is super bonkers. She is, she is loopy. Nut job, uh -huh. nut job material. So the, she is the divine ruler, an absolute monarch of the Payan Kingdom, which is also known as the House of Kane, which is based off of a old Pennsylvania dam. Because the location of this show yeah. actually takes place in a real area like, in Pennsylvania. I, I actually like. Google map this thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, is this place real? And it is. It is. And it's that's the real power place. of this show. It's yeah. it's forcing us to be like, I have to know more. Yes. No, because you're like the Akini uh, clan. Alkini. Alkini yeah. clan. And then you look and there's actually a place in Pennsylvania called Alkini and you're like, yeah. oh yeah. shit. And there's an actual yeah. dam. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, Oh, this is like, they're actually taking <laughs> elements of the real world. Which is so it's crazy wild, because right? how inconsistent the whole show is. Yeah. But then there's like this. This attention to detail. This attention uh, right. to detail and continuity. That and doesn't belong. So, oh my God, it's making it's like, me crazy. It's like these, but anyway. These, these people in their world are like in this very, like very small part. Yeah. Of the map. But yet it feels like it's like the entire the world. planet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but they're only within like a hundred like, miles of each if, other. If you go like a hundred miles of New York City, is like, is there a different? Can people see there? I, 
What's going on in New York? No, it's like, it's like no. I don't really know what's it's going heresy. on. Don't even question it. <laughs> How dare you speak of it? Anyway. There's, there's, there's so much stuff that they could explore and like expand on, on in this show. This show has a lot of potential. It's, it's wild yeah. to even think about. Yeah, I agree. Sure. So anyway, Queen Kane, uh, the most, <laughs> this is what almost broke me for this oh, TV show. Okay. The yeah. most notable thing well, about this character is the way that she prays How to her. How she is. The way that she prays to her God. Dude, I pray all the time. Is I'm she a, masturbates and or forces a servant to go down on her. Yeah, yeah. And her orgasm is yeah. God talking to her. Well, well of course. And this poor actress, Sylvia Hulks, I think I'm saying that name right. H-O-L-K-S. Dude, she sells it. Like she is ever. so devoted to her craft. Amazing. <laughs> She'll sit there oh. and lick her fingers and like, oh, yeah. oh, go oh, down oh, and start praying. Oh, <laughs> she blows her orgasm juice up to heaven. <laughs> but she blows on her fingers. She's like, father. It is the most amazing sequence of acting I have ever oh, seen. God. It's so good. It's so gross. It's like I, I want to like I want to like have dinner. I'm like and just like pray to God. So shout out to like, Sylvia. Like, it's like say the blessing, dear Lord. Please bless the people like, who made this dinner. Don't eat and all the people who help provide. Don't right, eat wings while you watch. Yeah, this. don't stand over the mashed potatoes, Vader. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's so fucking nasty. <laughs> and this this scene and the, I think oh, it was the it first episode. For, yeah, it's the first episode, and the camera stays on her. Yes, and doesn't move. Yes, the and there's no time. music. There's this no nothing. So it's just awkward and committed. Committed. <laughs> it's like I was with this show. All right, this isn't the first fucking episode. Yeah, I'm with the, I'm with the Hawker dance on the wall. Yeah. We'll I'm get with, there. I'm with we'll the get battle. There. I'm all this, and then she starts masturbating to pray to God. Yeah. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck am I watching right now? This is like the craziest shit I have ever seen in my life on television. It was the goofiest thing. It, it, and this actress, I don't even know her name. I know you said her Sylvia. Name. She sold it, man. She completely sold it. How does she like, She brought up her wet ass fingers. <laughs> fucking, uh. <laughs> oh licked, licked her fucking, licked her fingers. And, <laughs> and it was just like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It was like, this is the goopiest shit I've ever seen in my life. And you 100% believe oh, that totally. that is a prayer. Totally. It's like, my God, I am into religion. I want in on this religion. I want to go like fucking bust the load and pray to God and just like say this is like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Needless to say, <laughs> Queen Kane is our favorite character in the show. Oh, God. Oh my God. She's, so, she's so over the top. She's so over the she top. She sells it so well. Oh. Even when she's like not masturbating, <laughs> she's like so goofy and, and creepy. weird. And very yeah. creepy. The way that yeah. she talks, the thing that she does with her voice, she's oh, like. Yeah. She's constantly like. Uh, yeah, yes. she, has this, she has this thing where she lilts like whisper up and yells. Down. She whisper yeah, yells at she's people. Like, oh. I am a god. And he's making you a god. It's so so bizarre. And it gets inside me. I don't so know weird. what to do with it. What's inside me? It makes you feel weird, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like, what is 
Shout out to Sylvia. What is this lady doing? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't get it. But I love her. She's like, okay. You're going to sacrifice this guy. And this is like, I'm like. And she murders everybody. Everyone. Everybody's dead yeah. by the end of the season. All right. <clears throat> Queen 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 Kane. Great character. Great character. Very bizarre character. Weird. Shout out to the actress who pulls that off. <laughs> Holy shit. If I was getting paid and they were like, listen, this is what's on the script, I'd she be like, do you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to lick your fingers. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to blow it to God. Like, and honestly, like, you're you, the only one on screen. <laughs> don't you think that because this show is so like a, a roller coaster ride of characters and things that happen, don't you think that the things that the character, like the actors do are things that the actors just like decided is a backstory. 100%. Yeah. Like, I don't even think that was written into the script. I think she, <laughs> she made just this, started Jackson. She made this decision <laughs> to like really fucking go for it. Wow. And so, I think so, the same thing with like Suter and Gether, how they like smell yeah. each other, but nobody else do, does that. Yeah. And I think that that's just such a smart character <laughs> adaptation for this world where you live How many in. people do we lose when we start talking I, at about least, that? At least one. <laughs> She's all, so, so you guys want me to like flick my bean and pray to God. Is that what you want me to do? It's like, okay. yes. Yes, that's what I want Next you to do. Yeah, is that cool? Yeah. Okay, cool. Queen Kane. We lost. Amazing. I just broke yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just trying to move it forward because I don't want to take all day. <laughs> Tamak to June. Yes. Okay. One of my favorite characters. I love that dude. Very understated. Yeah. He's yeah. a really cool character, but he's, he doesn't get enough screen time. He's the witch finder. So yes. he's like the guy. If you know, if you think there's a witch in the neighborhood, you call Tamak you send this guy and he will find them. Yes. So he is the royal tax collector and witch finder, witch finder for Queen Kane. I think he's my favorite character he's on the show. He's a badass. And he's I got, really he's, like he's him. He's forgotten more about murder than you will oh, ever know. Oh, what a lie. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I love he's it. He's got the, the sickest beard. Yes. And that's he's got a, some cool freaking. How do blind people have such good beard grooming? I, that's a great question. I don't it's, know. It's so you can I, feel I've it. I've asked that so many times. You can feel so it. Show. You can it's feel like, it. You know. I'm looking at this thing. I mean, my beard is a work of art and, and I put a lot of work <laughs> into this thing. Yeah. So I don't know how I would do it if I was like blind. I, I don't know how. You'd have to. You have to feel it. Tamaka June's beard is epic. He's got a lot of cool ear piercings too. Yeah, and he's got that leather strap around the back of his neck, yeah. which I'm not sure we, why that's we've there. We pondered this leather strap for a while. I don't know if that's like a warrior I, thing I, I or if that's I'm like historically thinking, accurate. I wanted to get one of those just for a fashion. Does he have an eye in the back of his head that he's trying to cover up? I, oh, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. And it's he hundreds the, of years from now. Who knows how society has and evolved? He has, right? the, he has the coolest name. Tamaktajun. That's that is a, a caveman name. Badass. Absolutely. Man. This is our second favorite character of the show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so he's at the behest of Queen Kane. He's basically mm -hmm. the driving force behind Baba he's, Voss. He's the general of the armies. Yeah. He's the, the one who's witch finder. He's the one who's constantly after Baba Voss yeah, he, he, and the he's, kids. He's like the main antagonist yeah. for yeah, like the they, first quarter of the show. They've got to keep fleeing because yeah. if Tamaktajun finds. Well, I, I would. I would argue that the main antagonist is actually that weird albino dude that hangs out with Tamaki June. <laughs> dude! I don't really know anything about him. I don't know don't anything know about, him. about him. He's a, so creepy. Guys, there's a guy in the show who looks like he's got ripped out of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> he's got this fantastic, completely white beard and hair with like blue I would, tattoos. I really want to know more about him. I, I don't even know his name. Know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He never speaks. But he sells it. But he's awesome. <laughs> he's so incredible to look at. You're just like, what is yeah, that? Yeah, he's like Tamaki June's like top lieutenant, like <laughs> right-hand man. He yeah. looks like like Skeletor. But, 
But he never talked. No. <laughs> Not a single written line. But you're invested. But I look at him and I'm like. The whole season I was like, this guy's going to fuck some shit that's up. That's right. Yes. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm certain it's still going to happen. But he, he never, never does he, it. He never does. He never does anything. He just stands stoically on a horse. I well, want to well, know Well, now this I think he's in charge now. Yeah. That's possible. Not to spoil it. Could be. Well, yeah, we'll find out. But anyway, okay. Yeah, so uh, Tamakta June has been searching for these twin babies that are born in the first episode for Mm -hmm. 20 years. And he's been like um, taking the army and the queen's just been sending more soldiers to him because they keep dying off. (laughs) And so the Alchemy tribe has to keep fleeing from him because if Tamakta June (laughs) finds the tribe, he's going to kill everybody. Everyone. If there's a witch among you, you all must die. I have this this theory that the Alchemy tribe, because they're all blind, right? Yeah. I think they're really slow. So, you know, they went like three miles down the river. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody can find nobody, them. Nobody can find them because they're like, just, you know, like three miles down the river. <laughs> no, because right. their aurors would be like, like I oh. sense 20 hoof prints yeah. and hatred <laughs> in the air. I'm going to go, go really slow. It's going to take me six weeks to get there. I'm going to go three miles. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've found this place. Okay. Nobody will ever find me. <laughs> just hide in the freaking wide open. Nobody will ever see you. Okay. Crazy. All right. So we forgot to talk about Jerry Morale. Well, we're going to get there. Okay. He, he's last on our list. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to put the two kids together. So Kofun okay. and uh, Henoa. The twins. Are the twins. The twin children of Jerry Morale. They're the will... worst characters in the whole show. <laughs> no, no. Kofun. Kofun. Hanawa is cool. Kofun is like. Completely he's, useless. He's completely useless and sucks on the tit of soy. He, okay. The he, tit of soy. Yeah, he's just like, he's. He he's, sits on a throne of tit sucking soy. Yeah. yeah. For, for a guy who has the gift of sight, he's, he's so, completely useless. He's, he's so useless. useless. He's, he's a, constantly getting kidnapped and snuck up on. Yeah. By blind people. Yeah. It's weird because he's like, oh, I can see. I have yeah. this ability. And he, like, he can't fight. Yep. At all. He gets his ass kicked constantly. So you want to hear the official uh, Wikipedia description yes. of him? Sure. Please. Okay. Composed. Careful yet intelligent son of Magra. Kofun grows to be more cautious than his twin sister, Hanawa. While she uses the books to create weapons such as her bow and arrow, Kofun is more measured in what he uses the knowledge in the books for and does not wish to abuse the knowledge they possess. Yeah, they, they tried to make his character more intellectual, but he comes off as so stupid the entire series. Yeah, I, I don't feel like he pulled it off. No, no, no he, he didn't. No. And, you, you know, it's kind of funny because the names in this show are so crazy. Um, like, I have a hard time remembering a lot of, like, the characters' names. And when we were There's first, no consistency between them. Yeah, when yeah. we were first talking about this show back two years ago, um, I couldn't remember the twins' name, so I just called him Hakuna Matata. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I do um, remember that. Yeah, but like, like the, the so the, these two twins, they have the gift of sight, and the entire show kind of revolves around them. And Jason Momoa's character, Baba Voss, his whole motivation is to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. And, and so like he's kind of like their protector. In a weird way, Momoa's not the main character of the show. It's these twins. Mm-hmm. But you hate the twins so much because they're worthless uh-huh. so that you just want to see more Baba Voss. And I think for season two, they, they kind of figured this out. Yeah. Cause it seems I, more I Baba centric. I don't hate the twins. I like the girl. The, yeah. She Hanawa? just wants to kill Hanawa. something. I kind of like but, that but though. Hanawa, she's There's the, like a dark underbelly of like, she's oh the, shit. She's the smart one. She's the ruthless she one. She knows what's going on and she's not afraid to like fuck somebody up. And yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? hundred percent. Where, where Kofun, he's like, 
the pacifist. They're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, Hanawa, he lets blind people sneak up on them and <laughs> capture him for turn him into a slave. I was like, it's like, how has that even happened? It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's, it's so dumb. But yeah, I do. I'm, I agree with you. Hanawa is a way more of a badass. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- there was a scene. I, I can't remember what episode it was in, but she was on a cliff and she was overlooking her tribe, her own people. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I could kill, I could any, kill of them at any, time. any one of them at any moment. And nobody would even know what happened. And I'm yeah. like, God damn girl, what the hell? And her brother kind of reacted the same way. He's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, all right. Freaking go yeah. girl. Like get it done. And then she goes and helps Baba Voss at one point, like fight a bunch of people. Like it's, I like her way more. It's like, it's like the, the, the biggest problem I have with this entire show is how anybody who has sight in this world is not the supreme ruler, <laughs> chancellor, emperor of everything within the, their eyesight. Yeah. Is beyond me. It's because sighted people destroyed the world and brought about this plague, and therefore sight is evil. <laughs> but also I, doesn't I, exist. I, I, I get also that. doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. I do get that. And okay. that's one of the inconsistencies with this show is that like it's it's so bizarre because sight never existed. But it it did exist and it was evil. And also mm-hmm. it makes you a god, but also it makes you a witch. Which is your synopsis. Yeah. 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 Kind of points out the flaws in this. Yeah. And one of the weird things is that like the main sighted guy in the show, Jordan Morrell, which we're going to get to in a little bit. Like at, in the final episode, you see he's got like an arsenal of guns. Like, 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 <laughs> yes. like his eight, <laughs> eight sighted kids, like arm them with some, some guns. He could take over like the entire kingdom of Payan, like, like tomorrow. Without yeah. even thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even need to hide. Just kill him. Yeah. It's like kill like three people that matter. So you guys want to talk about Jeremy Morrell? Yes. Yeah, okay. we need to get through the case. Yeah, yeah. So Jeremy Morrell is is the father, the paternal father of the twins. He was he was like a servant in the kingdom. Yes. And with, the queen's consort. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then he ran away with Magra, the sister. The sister. He, he goes around banging all these he, Okay, that was something girl. that I was shocked to realize at the end of the season. I was like, oh, this dude was just banging everybody he, he got a hold of. He is popping babies and bitches the whole way Because he has like them. nine kids that are He's all kind of the same age. kids, yeah. Well, well, he knows that the only way he can get more sighted people is by siring them. Yeah. And, and so like his goal is to build a new like race of humanity that can see. Yeah. And therefore it's his God-given <laughs> I mean, the, to impregnate as many women as yeah. possible. The dude's got game. He yes. does. Because he's got like nine kids. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, like whatever. he must have just like showed he's, up. And he's even got illegitimate ones running around out there. That yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Like boots. Yeah. Yeah. Boots. Well, so that's a good segue. He starts off as a like a servant. Mm-hmm. Um, he can see. He flees the kingdom, stacks tires, makes bridges. He makes ladders. <laughs> he makes a book fair. Remember, he has that like trunk full of books. Yes. That he leaves by a waterfall. He creates a whole new world. And he and, like has a ton of children. Mm-hmm. So this guy's really the impetus for like everything. everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, yeah. The, he's, he's the reason why he was whole. like the one sighted guy in the world. And now there's like 20 because yeah. he's yeah, yeah. just like banging, banging everything along the way. <laughs> and then, ba- and then abandoning them to knock June. Okay. Yeah. So real quick, uh, to knock to June, I wanted to, I, I forgot to well, say the well, actor's well, name. To knock to June's whole original quest was, was to, to find Jorah Morrell. Yes. Not to find the kids, but to find Jorah Morrell. Yeah. And kill him. And but then he realized that they had kids, so he had to kill the kids. Which is actually really kind of funny because any guy with sight will never be caught by a guy that's blind. <laughs> Ever. Unless you're <laughs> Kofun. Unless you're Kofun <laughs> in this show. Well, it's, I think, and I think that that's the, he, that's he, the message that the show is trying to tell you is that the sighted people are the true handicapped ones. He, because he, they're not adapt to live in this world where everyone else 
has the other senses oh. because the sighted people are are just they're relying too much on their they're sight. relying too much on their sight. Okay, you could yeah you could argue that. All right, so the next one on our list is Bo Lion. <clears throat> I love her. Which one is she? She is the, the shadow. shadow. She's oh, the oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. She can walk she's in cool. silence. Yeah, so her superpower is she's a she's a daughter of another um, the, I think like the, a, the like dreamer the dreamer. dreamer. Um, and she's also a warrior, skilled fighter, but her true superpower is known as being a shadow, which means yeah. that she can cover up her scent. She makes no sound whatsoever mm -hmm. when she walks. She can hide her mind she from can, the horrors. Yeah, she can hide pretty much. She's yeah. a ghost. She can mask her heartbeat, her breathing. Yeah. Even what they say, even dogs think they're just rocks or something like that. Like yeah. she's crazy it's talented like, like at hiding. We, we saw her before. She was a shadow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then when we like learned that she was a shadow, she was all covered in. In and white, and yeah, and white mud, white. yeah. I thought that was really cool. It is yeah. really cool. It's that a very was, that was a really interesting. And, and they're all, oh, shadow, can you see me? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, tell me what you want me to do, shadow. <laughs> they're like, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Shadow's here. You know, it's it was so <laughs> And the way that she's like, just you can tell she's having so much fun with the character too. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Gether and Suterbacks, um, leave a message for the shadow. They don't. Nobody knows who the shadow is. Uh, they leave a message for the shadow because they want the shadow to spy on the family, Baba, Baba Voss and the twins and all of that. Because um, they have books. Yeah. Uh, so they want, they, they're, they're sure, they're sure that Baba Voss and his family, there's witches among them and they want the shadow to confirm it. So they leave a message. The shadow rolls up and is like, you know, <laughs> I'm like basically saying I'm here and it's like one for yes, two for no or something like yeah. that. And just the look on her face where she's having so much fun, like taunting them with like where her yeah. is coming from. <laughs> and like, um, Gether's trying to like catch her. Yeah, it keeps falling like, over. She's rolling and she's just like, <laughs> but she's, like she's silent. It's just, it's, it's so fun. Well, what, what I want to know, and this goes to the world building, many world building issues that the show has is how do three generations removed of blind people have a concept of what a shadow is? Because the whole idea is that the shadow in the darkness can't be seen. Yeah. But if you don't have any concept of sight, how do you know what a well, shadow is? Same thing I had, because uh, at one point in time, Baba Voss calls her my brave lion. And I'm like, bro, you're in Pennsylvania. Do you know what a lion is? It's been 600 years since somebody people can see. Somebody sent a rope with the story of and lions. This yeah. is what a lion is, and this is why it's brave. That's a freaking, I mean, that's a brave lion is a freaking, uh, uh, shit, what's that movie? Uh, Oz, Wizard of Oz movie. Uh -huh. It's a long, reference to how that. How long has it been? But like it's five, six hundred years. We are right now in 2021. It, all it says is what centuries later. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. guessing like between 300 and 500. So from our time now, how long has it been? Let's say roughly since, 500 years. Since, since the apocalypse or whatever. 500 years. Went blind. 500 years. That's what they said. Well, they said okay. centuries. Centuries. So it's been at least 200, but like. For for this amount of information to get lost, like th there's no such thing as sight. It's got to be longer but, than but that. But you have to wonder how did those all those water bottles survive? That's only two years? generations. Because right. the, water, the water bottles were a thing. Because we actually looked up what how long it would take for water bottles to decompose, and it wasn't that long. Like there, there was like less than still passing years, right? water bottles back and forth. <laughs> like here, sip from this. Here, I put some shampoo in this for you. Here you go. Yeah. Like. Like they're they're still using these water it's bottles like, like I know functionally. For a, I know for a fact that stuff like plywood decomposes in like less. Than oh like, yeah, in what did, no time. What did we say about the tires? Because at one and point the there's tires, like a stack of tires. Yeah. How and long does that take? So I don't know, but real quick, let's let's burn through the rest of these characters. Okay, okay. Um, so we did Bo Lion. She's the the shadow. She's kind of like I like her. on the team of Baba Voss. Yeah, Paris, uh, who is like the wise old woman of the tribe. She's also on Baba Voss's yeah, team. She's, she's a pretty 
character. She's a very big character. And also a pretty um, high up actress too. She, yeah. Alfie Woodard. Alfie, yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a well-known actress. I would say she's like the village, like. Wise woman. Wise woman, yeah. witch doctor, whatever yeah. you want to call she, her. She's a pre-sage. So like she yes. has like visions and. Mm -hmm. She, and talks, she to talks to birds. She talks to animals and stuff but like what's, that. What's, what's cool about these characters in the show and including her. Is like they all have their powers and they're all they all legitimately work. It's like the centiers can smell stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's another one the, that goes. There's another one that's like, oh, I I I I can tell that there's they have sixty horses and a two hundred men. Yeah, yeah, you know what's interesting about the centiers too? You know, if you look at them, they all have gauges in their nose yeah. to make their nostrils bigger. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like it's like they they really try to sell us on how. These people had like heightened other senses. Yeah. They can't see, but they can tell what's going on. So like they all kind of got like part of like Daredevil's power. One, one, one of my things about this show that I wish that they would have explained, and this just goes to the lack of world building that that the show is guilty of, mm -hmm. is I wish they would have made it clear that like this virus like is still out there and it's still being passed on among these people. So like they're all infected and it takes their sight, but it randomly like adjusts other senses. And that's why these people are able to do this because otherwise it's just like normal people be like me just suddenly being like, Oh, I can smell really good. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it, it doesn't make any sense within the context of the show. Cause they never bother to explain it. I would, I would argue that it would be like an evolutionary thing. So if you lose your sight, but then four generations down the line, I, your body would adapt. I can, I can see that. That's what, that's that kind of how I justify it. To me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the next character uh, and the final character on our list, uh, is Boots. And he's the worst. And he is just, I hate him, I hate so, him much. so much. I hate him so much. He's the worst character in this freaking show. And like, I feel like when they were writing his dialogue, they were like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> you know, because he, he like has this big moment where he like masterminds this whole plan to get the princess alone. Yeah. And he's the only person that she has left. And, and she's like, what do you want from me? And he's like, just don't be mean to me. Well, so, so Boot, Boots <laughs> is one of the illegitimate children of Jeremy Morrell, Morrell, who's also sighted, who uh, abandoned him. And he has the gift of sight. And he eventually hooks up with Baba Voss and his crew um, because they run across him just randomly. <laughs> and uh, but he ends up being a far more ruthless character than he's initially kind of made out to be. Yeah, he's made out to be like a sympathetic because he was abused most of his life by the people that were taking care of him. But then he kind of turns out to be a dick. Yeah, turn like he made up this whole story about how his whole village abandoned him. It turns out he just like murdered killed, them all. He killed most of them and imprisoned the rest of them, yeah. including his mother. It's crazy. He's such a dirtbag. Yeah. But I, I I didn't I wasn't really expecting. Hate him. Yeah, hate him so hate him. much. I, I really hope he dies. If he, did he die at the end of the mm -hmm. season? No, I he's still alive. I hope he dies. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's Boots. All right. So before we get into the episode by episode breakdown, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. 
That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Welcome back, everybody. All right, if you love what we do here, I know I said this before, but go to SaltyNerdClub.com, become a Patreon member, help us uh, build a podcast, help support us. Any little bit helps. Uh, and you get exclusive access to a lot of really cool stuff, including the lost episode where we talk about this show, but then it <laughs> broke us and we couldn't recover from it. So go there, saltinerclub.com. We'd really appreciate the support. All right. So episode one is called God Flame. And the uh, general synopsis is a journey of survival begins when an army of witch finders attacks the village of Alkini. So this is like this opening scene is actually pretty freaking intense, but also doesn't really make a lot of sense. Correct. Um, on the wall, right? Yeah. So Jason yeah. Momoa leads his his uh, warriors to fight against the witch uh, finders army, and there's like this giant rock wall, and they're all sitting there well, doing. It's, it's like five feet tall. Yeah, yeah. It's not well, a giant. Let, let, let's set the stage a little bit. So Gether Bax, the kind of um, traitor amongst the Alchemy, uh, once Magra came to um, their village, and um, Jeweler Morel left. Um, Baba Voss married Magra because he couldn't have children of his own and he wanted, and she was pregnant. So he wanted like children and stuff like that. So Getherbax sends messages to um, the queen that, you know, there are witches in his village. She sends the witch finder general and they're showing up here just as the twins are being born. And that's the, that's what we open up to. Like, there's not a whole lot of setup for what's no. happening. So we're just kind of thrust into the act. You have to play kind of catch up with this because you, you're getting introduced to all these characters in this first episode, but mm -hmm. also everything's already happened. Yes. It's like, so throughout the season, you kind of have to pick up the pieces of the setup from before this and yeah, kind of like, just like roll we, with we've it. watched this series three times now. Yes. And it's just starting to make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so this big war, um, it's visually a lot of fun. And Jason Momoa is a badass. But yes. also the whole time you're wondering, how are these blind people doing this? Because mm -hmm. they're doing like a coordinated haka dance, haka dance yes. to get amped up for war. But you're like, how? And are also, they why? Yeah, because a haka dance is supposed to be visually intimidating to the opposing force. But Correct. they can't see you. And also you'd think that they'd want to be quiet so that the opposing army doesn't know like how many there are or where they're at or yeah like the tactics are a little wonky in this so it's it just brings up a bunch of questions yeah. but i think it was just a cool thing that visually for the audience it it looks neat and it sounds neat but it has no place yeah, in the, the show the, the whole problem with this show is that the the actual reality of a blind society is not thought all the way through correct like they have like colored clothing like they have like ornaments clothing. yeah they have like jewelry they, they do fashion stuff it's like right. blind people wouldn't care they have tattoos yeah you, yeah you would you would think that blind people would place more importance on how they smell or yeah. like what they sound like, like the feel of things and to get ready for war jason momoa puts mud on his face yeah and war, like, war paint what basically. are you like what are you doing bro like nobody can tell that you have war paint on. and and the mud would like kind of dull his his like sense of smell and stuff like that you he wouldn't put it on there but like all these people are doing these things that sighted people would do and that's a problem throughout the entire series right. is that 
pe people who are writing it can see and, 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 and to make it visually interesting, they're doing all these visual things that blind people in a society full of blind people right. just wouldn't do. Th th yeah. Throughout the entire series, it's like all these people that are like in the, like in the same thing and the same, they're like soldiers or members of this cast or, mm -hmm. or whatever. They're all dressed the same. Yeah. It's like they have uniforms. Blind people would not have uniforms. Yeah, they would rely on smell and or sound. It's, it's, it's yeah. bizarre. Oh, it's, no. It's, I mean, I guess you could say like you've got one guy in the village who makes all of the clothing and this is just what, what he has he to work makes, with. Yeah. And this is what everybody yeah. in the tribe gets. But like, but I'm, like, a, I'm but allowing that. But it's, it's also like when, when you're making clothes and you're getting like cotton and, you know, stuff from the sheep, mm -hmm. uh, like wool. Um, it's going to be gray. It's going to be like dirty white. Yeah. Everything um, has a different color. Yeah. But yeah. And this like, you have like blues and reds and pink, like stuff that would yeah. require dye. And yeah. then at, at one point I'm jumping ahead, but there's like an orgy party that everybody goes to from different tribes. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. And everybody's wearing the same color. To all wearing white. Yeah. <laughs> white robes. It's very strange. To signify the innocence. So there the was one thing, party. like when I was watching this again for the second time, I was like, what would I have done if I was like producing this show? And I'm like, what would I do to kind of like, amp up the idea that these people are blind, but they use other senses. And there was one fashion statement that I know we kind of made fun of, but Magra has like a, a usually like an earpiece. She has like a feathered ear cuff. A feathered ear cuff. And I'm like, wouldn't it be freaking cool if a, like some of the warriors or some specific group of them had ear ornaments that would allow them to take in more sound. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah. like when you can't hear something, you, you put your ear up like this and you kind of get more sound sure. into your ear canal. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be freaking dope if yeah. like a section of those people had freaking ear, you know, designed ear cuffs or something and like when that. I, when I think about stuff like that, it's, it's, I, I don't know what to think mostly because I know for a fact that this show had actual blind people as technical advisors for this show. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. 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 They, they hire, did. they hire yeah. extras and also blind people who like are, you know, obviously can't to, see very well to, to ask them questions like, Hey, if you were in this situation, what would you do? And I'm like, eh. I don't know that they told them everything. That <laughs> yeah. they no, it's, it's, very, so, so like, it's very strange. Like there are things in the show. Like, so everyone has these facial, like, like scarring. scarring. Oh yeah. And that that, that, that's into. like kind of tattooed on their face and they never explain why they do it. Like we theorize that like it's tactile. It, it, it's like people's names and mm -hmm. like where they're from, like is, is put on their face. So like when people touch them, they get that information. Right. It's like, if you come across a body, you know who it is. And like, yeah. they're it's, from. Like, it's like, I noticed on Kofun, he, he has scars on his cheeks. Mm -hmm. And they actually and, show and, them doing and, that. And they show him doing it. And the scars on one cheek are a little bit different than the scars. Yep. The, yeah. It's like, it's like, they're like his age yeah. or something that, like that. That's, you know? that's all like conjecture on our right. part. They right. never explain in the show why these facial tattoos are necessary. Yeah. So it's just weird. So after the main battle in this episode, so um, there's a scene that we kind of laughed at too because Baba Voss is like, well, the battle's kind of being lost right now. We're being outnumbered. So he, he he screams out like, break the wall or something yeah, yeah. like that along those lines. One and, shot Voss. Yeah, one shot Voss. He has this giant like cleaver of a freaking axe. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a badass freaking weapon. <laughs> but he hacks this rope, one rope, uh -huh. and it's holding up it's literally holding whole wall. hundreds of and feet of rock. it's not just one rock. rope. It's, it's like a thousand ropes intertwined right. together. <laughs> To hold up these rocks. To hold sure. up this big rock wall. And I, that's like his his end all be all. What, you had a problem with that? I just thought it was go goofy. Like how did I, I how did, did they build did, that to I begin not, with? I did not have an issue with that. How do you hold the I, rock I did, wall up? I, I did have an issue with them building it in the first place. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But him 
busting it open like that was did not. No, it would have taken there. more than one swing. I mean, to, to cut have, that, have you guys, that have you guys, have you guys ever like cut something with like the, under super tension like that? It doesn't take a lot. Mm. I don't know really if it was strong enough to keep that wall up, it would have taken at least <laughs> no, a couple well, swings. No, I, I agree. I agree. It was anchored to a tree. Yeah. <laughs> it was big just wrapped tree. around yeah, a big but, ass tree. But, but the entire first action sequence where the Alkini are fighting against the Witchfinders guys, like the fighting is so unbelievable mm -hmm. from, from a blind person's right. standpoint. Like people are, are like tackling each other, but it, it's like, how do they know who's who? Mm -hmm. You know, th there's no setup, there's no explanation, th there's nothing that we as an audience are given to make this scene believable. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, look at Jason Momoa being a badass yeah. and, and thank us. For which that. is it's fun. It's like when he does, he, a was hockey, fun. Yeah. he does a hockey dance. Yeah. We talked about that, which is a, about intimidating your enemy visually. Yeah. That's what a hockey is for. I mean, that's what dancing is. You know yeah. what we it's haven't done? It's, we it's haven't weird. watched this with our eyes closed yet. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's still intimidating if you're not looking but, at it. That masturbation anyway, scene is really weird. Just, it was something. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's things that are like, okay, I can see blind people doing that to this whole show. I can see there's something. There's elements. Can, yeah. Yeah. But there's other things I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. So the, the, the yeah, fight yeah. takes place. They, they collapse the wall. They take out like, a, I don't know, a quarter of the army of the witch finders. Uh -huh. And then they run off back to the village and they're like, guys, we got to book it because we're, we're going to get it killed. And, uh, you know, the big argument is like, we literally built this place in an area where there's only one way in or out. Like uh -huh. that was the strategic yeah. element to having this village here. Turns out, Jera Morell, Jera Morell, Jera, Jera, Jera Morell, um, had built a bridge crossing a cavern that yes. nobody else knew about because blind people can't build bridges. Yeah, because blind people can't build, and, they, and they're also, all like, no one heard him doing that. Yeah, nobody heard him doing it. Nobody knew it was there. Nobody had explored and been like, hey, what's this rope they're doing here? That, nobody knew. It. Even they actually argued that it didn't exist. They're like, there's absolutely no way anybody could do that. Yeah. And who was it that convinced him? Was it Paris? Yeah. Paris was like, I jo know. Joel jo 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 Morel, for some reason, liked Paris. And so he like gave her a bunch of secrets to, yeah. to like safeguard. Secret ropes with secret messages on them. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so they, they gathered the village and they're like, follow us. We're going to get out of here before the witch finder finds us. At this point in time, Magra gives birth to both babies. And they're like, we got to get these babies out of here. Get them prepared to travel. And I'm like, I don't know how you get a freaking newborn ready to travel, but sure. They get out of there. They it's, go to this. It's been 400 years to society adapts. <laughs> like literal newborns. Like, like yeah. 30 minutes ago. Yeah. And Magra's up and running around. Yeah, yeah. she's up carrying. <laughs> yeah. She's carrying both the babies, just booking it, going for it. I'm yeah, like, and th there's even a right. scene where Paris is, is basically the, was it the? the midwife? The midwife. Mm -hmm. And when the second baby's coming, she, she's like, get me a knife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're, you're, Give me a sharp knife because this baby's coming out feet first. And I'm like, what are you going to do? What? Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, and, sure, and, and, it's fine. And Magra's yeah, yeah. just up and running the next scene. Yeah, that's good. Fine. Don't worry about the knife. All right. So they get out. They they cross this bridge, which is kind of an event because the witch fighters are literally right behind them. And there's this moment where the witch finder, stay, he has to stay completely still and uh, listen for who's on the other side of the cavern. And I think the babies cry. Yeah. And he's like, there they are. So they start sending his soldiers over the over the rope bridge. Well, but first they send Gether. Gether back. Gether back's such a piece of shit. He's, he's like, a help. Piece 
piece of work. He's like, please help me. Don't leave me behind. And Baba Voss is like, all right, cool. Yeah, you can come across. He actually says, you bastards left me behind. You were with them. And and you know what's crazy is like the Witchfinder treats him so badly. And yet he's still like, I want the Witchfinder to come get us. It's it's one of those cases of like, I want Baba Voss to lose so badly that I don't care who I have to work with for that to happen. I, I I actually really bought into those two characters. Into him and his, his got their backs. Well, listen, because, because <laughs> I they were just the the normal weird people who bought into the whole religious bullshit. Not just that and, though, and, and it's like okay, I, okay, I get, I get his motivation for wanting Baba Voss dead because if you listen to the story, yeah, Baba Voss comes out of nowhere. Nobody knows who yeah. he is, and he just takes over as like the leader of the it's clan. He's a badass, and he's- the only one who says, "Yeah, maybe we don't know enough about this guy," is. Gatherbax's mom and Baba Voss immediately burns her at the stake. It's kind of a dick move. <laughs> kind of a dick move. Kind of a yeah. Dick move. So I get it, man. You know, I don't like the character. He's a douchebag, but I get it. Yeah. I don't I have a problem with it. I understand. So that's the, is that basically the end of that episode? I think yeah, not much well, else well, happens. Well, well like, there's the whole praying thing. Well, yeah, we, we talked about that already. We talked about it. And they, and, the, they, and they find their sanctuary with the tires. And the well, that's the second episode. No, no, that's no, this episode. That's this one? Yeah. That's, oh, wow. It's the end no, of they, the first they episode. They get all the way to the end. So okay. Jor, they make it to their new sanctuary. Jeller Morell left like a trail for them to follow, which are just, you know, sticks, ropes. sticks with ropes with knots in them. <laughs> ropes and a stick. Uh, and yeah. that's how this society kind of communicates. Instead of books, they have these like knotted ropes and each a special knot is like a different like syllable. So like, that's how they like, yeah. get kind We've of got like a, a visual out. representation but, of it. But right they here. get to new alchemy, which is like where Joel and Morel set them up by a lake and fresh water. And there's like all these piles of like tires and water bottles. So and I Googled it real quick stuff. and it takes tires 50 to 80 years. To oh get yeah. Them. That's oh, it. No, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Oh we, my we, God. We did this. And yeah, we did. None of that shit that they use would be around. Yeah, because there's like two by fours. There's a stack of two by fours. There's a stack of freaking tires. There's like tin ceilings or tin roofs. It's it's so weird. I feel like the creators of this show, there's a huge difference between like the commitment of the creators of the show and the actors because the actors are giving us 110% commitment, but they're committing to this like half-assed story and it's so (laughs) bonkers in my head. It's so weird. Yeah. All right, so the next episode is called Message in a Bottle. And it says, oh Tension, tensions arise. <laughs> this is what this is one of the things I did a little bit of math live while we were recording. Yes. Tensions arise in the group when the twins receive a special gift and Baba Voss fights a bear. Um, <laughs> the badass fight, I will say that. But, but Baba Voss, the, the whole setup for that fight was stupid. It's though. so dumb. So yes. I think it's the opening scene for this episode, it, it right? He's scene. out just like wandering around he's with, with both babies. Well, like, he, he's, he's exploring their new area, but he brought like, the, the new, twins, new newborns with him. It's like, dude, you, Why? Don't, you don't bring the newborns with you when you're out exploring a strange area. Yeah. Especially he had him in like a, blind. he had him in like a crate and he's turning a corner. Everything's all honky dory. He turns his corner and there's a bear literally right there. And it like tries to bite him and he jumps back, trips, drops the babies, literally drops them. Yeah. <laughs> like there's even a scene where he's like, please be alive. Yeah. Please he's like, alive. oh shit, please be alive. I can't believe oh, he's God, listening in so much trouble. <laughs> he's listening for them to not be dead. He's like, are you crying? Are you crying? And then he hears him whimper and he's like, oh, okay, they're still alive. He doesn't know if they're going to be brain dead for that matter. But anyway, he gets to fight a bear, which again, Jason Momoa being a badass is like 90% of this show for me. Yeah. So that yeah. was a cool scene. Cause he like jumps up there and starts freaking stabbing it and he's fighting the bear. And then Jerry Morrell shows up with a bow and arrow. And, and it turns out Jerry Morrell has been just hunting the bears in the area. Yeah. He said, he's in like, in case I'm this might've happened. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I've been killing all the bears in the Valley. Like 
So they want to attack you. Sorry, okay, bro. So, sorry about that one. Yeah, I, I missed, got him. Though. That was, I think that was the last one. We're good. Yeah, yeah, he literally says, I think that's the last one. I think that's the last pair. He one shot kills it with a bow and arrow. Amazing. Everybody's amazing at target practice. Oh my God. So they have a short conversation about like, you know, Jeremy Morrell's like, hey, I want you to name my kids Kofun and what was the other one? Haniwa. I don't want to I such a hard time with her name. Like, could Haniwa. you not have made simpler names? He doesn't even, I don't even know why. There's no explanation. Yeah. How about, he, like, he just pulled that out of his ass. He named them Haniwa and Kofu. How about, like, yeah. Adam, and, how about Adam and, and Eve? And uh, Momoa is just like, okay. It's yeah. just like, why yeah. am I letting you name my kids? Well, <laughs> I know, right? I know. I would have been like, why are you, well, why yeah, are you but, 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 them? But, but he's, he says, name them this so I know in the future yeah. when, when they come back to me. Like, but again, no explanation as to why he picked those names. Yeah. Yeah. But So that kind of happens. And then the, the show develops, the episode develops. And one of my favorite things is Gather Bax uh, is still trying to. He's such a dick. He's such a dick. He's the he's worst. He's still trying to rat out the community that just oh, no. saved his life, even though, because he's so mad at Jason Momoa. I know, right? So he starts sending these little t- rope ties, similar to what Vader's wearing right now. These little rope ties. He's sending them out. Messages in a bottle. He puts them in plastic bottles. Mm-hmm. And he says, what he says, I send one every day. Every day. And then later on in the episode, it's it cut, 20 years, it's 17 years smash later. Smash yeah. cuts and it has a title card. It says yeah. 17 years later. And he's still sending them out every single day. It traveled the whole two miles. And nobody was like, <laughs> downstream. Hey, hey, that pile of water bottles is. Right. Who's, who's using all yeah. water bottles? So, you'd, think, you'd think they'd have dammed up the river <laughs> yeah. at a certain point. So, so I did like, the math on that. So two miles upstream, there's this weird encampment. And it people. takes 17 years for that message yeah, yeah. to get to the queen. Every, well, who's going to see it? Like, oh, there's a water bottle floating down the river. You make a great point. <laughs> it's just like by oh, chance. Oh, talk about the math, Alex. So I did the math. Two years ago, I did the math on this episode. <laughs> While we were talking about it, I'm like, how many bottles of water is that? It was like 13,000 <laughs> bottles of water that he would have had to have tied a rope to it's and not, sent it downstream. Even, it's not even bottles of water. It's just plastic bottles. It's just plastic oh bottles. Oh, my God. Hundreds I, of years like, after like, this. Where does he get all that string from? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that was another thing. We were just kind of laugh. like, this show makes no sense. It's no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Does anybody else have anything to say about this episode? Uh, no, I, really. I do, because I feel like, so... You know, Baba Voss knows that his kids like um, are in danger. Yeah. And you would think that during this episode where, you know, instead of doing like a jump cut uh, to 17 years later where the, the twins are kind of like grown up, you would show like you would take this opportunity as a, as a writer, as a storyteller to have Baba Voss be training his kids to fight and to, you know, um, use their other senses because he doesn't know how to, you know, mm-hmm. use sight. But that would be a way to explain to the audience, okay, here are our fighting tactics. Here's why we do the things we do. Here's how everyone else in the tribe knows how to do this, this, yeah. and this. Yeah, here, here's why we put these tattoos on your face and that all this other be, stuff. Yes. Like if they had just used this episode to, to set all that stuff up, the rest of the season would have been fine because we would have known what the rules of this world exactly. were. Yeah. But they never bothered. Because the, car- the two kids who are just being born and are introduced to this world would be the audience. Yeah. They, they would be this, the surrogate audience. So like, here's the fish out of water. Here's how to yeah, explain they're, everything. They're like, we can see, why do we need to learn how to fight with a blindfold on? And, yeah. he, and he, he's like, you need to learn how to use your ears and use your yeah. senses and stuff like that. They could that. be super badass kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a great point, Kadish. All right. And so then that, they would have been super kids. Yeah, they would have been super yeah. awesome. Yeah. And they would have had like some, a leg up in the rest of the society. And then 
we would have yeah. been more likely to want to follow them. And, and Kofun wouldn't have been totally useless in a fight. Oh, God, yeah. he's such a piece of and crap. And because Jason Momoa didn't bother to train his kids, <laughs> these kids are idiots. Well, they were too busy reading War and Peace at That's the top true. of a waterfall. They, they yeah. did have to teach themselves how to read. Yeah, they did teach themselves based yeah, off of strength. The, the funniest right? thing is when like they're going through the box with all the books and they're <laughs> trying to figure out what they they're are. They're smelling oh. it. Oh my gosh. How can you learn things from bark? And they're like smelling uh, through right. the pages from, from, from dead trees. <laughs> 500 year old books and and also they they had it like we had a yeti cooler driller morell had it stacked so that you know the the basic stuff was at the top and the more yeah. advanced stuff was at the bottom so like yeah. as the, the twins consumed it they'd figure it out but like baba voss and magra just like messed up the top yeah. like completely. <laughs> don't get them out the, of order man, the first thing God that they sake. read is a, a rope that says don't mess the order up this is in a, a top to bottom order right. and the first thing they do is dive into it and start like, tossing like, like, books out from a dr seuss <laughs> M is for it's M. like ABCs, yeah, down to like Shakespeare George or some Orwell shit. And, and, <laughs> and also in this episode, we see like the witch finder like going to great lengths to try to find these people, and he's like, like shoving knives in people's ears and like oh, all this oh, yeah. like crazy stuff. Ruthless. I love and his. and he um, like he's really trying to find them, and he's spreading the word of Jeweler Morel. It's like you know, like this is the guy I'm looking for. And uh, in addition to that, like we. If you were Gerald Morell, wouldn't you just be like, my name's Dave? <laughs> uh, nope, I don't know anybody. Gerald, what? I, listen, uh, I, I've always I, been Dave. My biggest issue to this whole thing <laughs> is why Jorah Morell didn't just go like up and shank Tamaki Jr. at any point whatsoever. I don't, I don't know, dude. During the entire 20 well, well, years. Well, don't you remember Tamaki Jr.'s little speech to boots where he, he's, he's like, you know, like, don't think that your sight gives you advantage over me. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Is that right before boots kills him? Yeah. Well, 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 <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Especially, especially when you have things like guns. You're right. And, yeah. and, 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 and bows and arrows. And bows and yeah. arrows and rifles. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's absolute Well, even we, we, we should also point out that we get to learn more about Queen Kane in this episode where basically she executes someone with the power of the electricity. Oh, yeah. That the dam generates. We oh, find yeah. out that, yeah. that her rule is directly tied to like her control over the dam. Uh, yeah, it's just very... Uh, yeah. Um, it's weird. So, it's yeah, weird. They, they reside. Queen Kane resides in an abandoned... Dam, which yeah. still has running turbines, which still mm -hmm. gives them power, but they don't use it. Well, well, no, they, well, no, they do. They, use they it. only use it to kill people. Like, no, I mean, they, they play no. records. No, no, they they use the electricity to like run all this ancient stuff, like heating for the winter right. and, and stuff like that. So the people in the village below um, are dependent upon the electricity that the dam gives them. Oh, okay. I never got that. Well, yeah, yeah, they kind of don't really explain it very well, but <laughs> yeah. that that's like the thing. Like they use all these weird words to call electricity right. and power and stuff like it's that like, i am the goddess of the power of the things that power <laughs> the stuff that does the you know the power guys, of the gods and, that and, does the electricity and back, back at new alkini like yeah. magra is very much against the idea of sight she's kind of like she's not quite as fervent as her sister is against it but she tries to teach her children that sight is a bad thing yeah mm -hmm. And Paris is di diametrically opposed to this. And Baba Voss is just kind of like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> um, so like you have this like weird kind of like power struggle here. And then Paris in ends up kind of eventually winning this when she like reveals the books to the grown children and they start to learn to read and like mm. discover all this knowledge that no one else in their village uh, has access to. Yeah. All right. So the next episode, which might be my favorite one. It's the best of the season. It's Fresh Blood. 
This is episode three. This is sex orgy, episode three. So a stillborn baby. This is the episode that broke the podcast. Yes, this is the one that broke. The, this is where we stopped. Yeah. I was like, I can't freaking do this anymore. So <laughs> a stillborn baby in the tribe causes them to travel to a sex orgy to get new blood into the well, yeah, tribe. That's yeah, because Gether and Suter have been banging each other. Yes. But they're like real closely related they're to on, each on, other. Yeah, they're on, like brother that, and sister. And they're right? shocked when their baby is still they don't born. understand. They don't understand. Well, it's not just stillborn. They, it's also like they blame, deformed. They blame witches. Yes. Witches are the fault. Yes. And then, yeah. so. And, and Baba Voss is just like, oh, it might just be that you're banging your aunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does say that too. And then, uh, what, uh, Henua is like, it's just basic. Uh, genetics. genetics. I don't yeah. understand why these people are so stupid. Because they're book smart. She, yeah, she's kind of like she looks down on these people. Oh, she's she like sh- for sure does. I'm way <laughs> better. And, and like she, she goes out foraging with Bubba Voss, and she's using her bow to like get turkey and like yeah. deer and stuff like that. And he's like making <laughs> gold. <gold-gold-gold-gold-gold. Yeah. laughs> he does. This. <laughs> Like, like, like it really made me think like like while these blind people are traveling like how do they forage how do they hunt like, it, it doesn't make well, any sense there's a, a moment in one of these episodes where baba voss is like um you guys stay here i'll be back i'm gonna go hunt something yeah and i'm like i'm gonna go f- kill what? something for us to eat what are you gonna hunt yeah there's no deer out there that's gonna let somebody well, sneak well, up well, on them yeah axe. also like when you when you're hunting stuff you're looking for like tracks yeah. like, like it's a visual thing that you're tracking down an animal i'm just gonna assume that it's a smelling thing it's got well, well it, it might just be like they set traps around and oh, yeah, then they probably. go and check the traps but like this would be stuff that we as an audience would like to know because <laughs> right. otherwise like at it's one ridiculous. point we see Suter, she's fishing. And she's got like a big net that she's yeah. trying to catch something I could something see in. the fishing thing. Fish yeah, yeah, I can do that's fishing. That's but okay. in terms of foraging, like if you go out, how do you find like the berries? And how do you know the berries aren't poisonous? Like, like right. smell. You um, hold them up to your aura. <laughs> she in tunes. It's like the, she has a dream whether or not they're It's, it's like that scene from Norseman where they're like, well, uh, this one kind of looks like that one. Oh, yeah. You taste it and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that should be okay. <laughs> If so, it's not, you know, well, no, I guess you're in a little while. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> wait an hour. And if you're okay, then it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, does each village have a taster that like yeah. does their job? As, as a guy who was dragged out into the woods to go deer hunting when I was younger, I, I mean, I don't have any problem with people who go deer hunting. It's just not for me. Okay. Okay. But getting within 200 yards of them fucking thing. It's really hard. It's no blind dude's ever going to do that. Yeah. It's impossible. So it's not going to happen. They travel to the sex orgy. Baba Voss forbids yeah. the twins from coming. He's like, you guys need to stay here. You're because too young. It's, well, well no. as, a, as a village, they agree to go to this, this gathering that Magra somehow knows about. Yeah. Uh, in She's order- like, oh, I know how to get fresh blood. And she also knows oh where God. it is. I didn't she- even think about that. Yeah. And then she's like, it just happened. There's an orgy party. It happens to be next weekend. And I know exactly how to get there. Oh, yeah. The orgy party happens every year. It's a big deal. It's freaking like You guys haven't heard of the orgy party? Oh, my God. You're such a small clan. It's EDC for blind people. That's basically what it is. It's it's for sure Burning Man because they burn a bunch of people right before the orgy because nothing gets me amped like smelling dead Dead flesh. Dead carcasses. We're going to dance and we're going to bang. They travel, they get there. The twins, against the wishes of their parents, go and follow them. And they're like, they'll never know we're here because they can't see us. I thought it was cool. Yeah, but then like, yeah, these stupid blind people know we're following us. And they're all like, we're going to get to see the world. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like a mile and a half away. Then the (laughs) the dipshit gets captured. And so this is the worst part. Blind guy. This is the worst part. So uh, Kofun, he gets sickened by the sight of 
people burning other people yeah, because yeah. of the witchfinder generals like you know spreading the the word basically there are people at this festival who burn other people that they think have the power of sight yeah and so Kofun, Kofun. and Hanawa both witnessed this and Hanawa's screaming i oh. can see them burn <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kofun has to be like, don't let these people know that you're, we you can, can see. see. Yeah. They're literally burning people they think can see. <laughs> so, it's dumb. so dumb. Anyway, Kofun is a useless piece of crap. So he goes to cry in a corner after seeing some yeah, people die. He, he holes up in like an abandoned car. Yeah. And then he sits there long enough for a group of blind slavers to come up and sneak up on him. And then before he can run away and or scream for help. They cover his mouth, kidnap him, tie him up, and take him away. He's literally snuck up upon and kidnapped by blind people. Yeah, it's genius. So when in the morning, it takes all all night for anybody to realize that he's missing. Um, In the morning, Kenoa. Hanawa. Hanawa, whatever. Hanawa goes. Hakuna. Hakuna Matata uh, goes to Baba Voss and Magra and is like, oh my God, we followed you here. And by the way, your son just got kidnapped by slavers. Yeah, apparently the slavers snuck into the camp at night after they'd had their orgy. They took a bunch of people. And, and yeah. kidnapped a bunch of people. Young to, people. To sell into slavery. Because I guess you bring your kids to the orgy. Well, well, it's, it's yeah. young, well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's young like, childbearing age. <laughs> what am I going to leave my kids at home? <laughs> That's how you get some fresh DNA mixed into the... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You need some fresh blood up in your life. Need Whatever. Some fresh, need some fresh jizz. Uh, <laughs> some strange. Yeah. So this is the moment. So like, Magra is the only one who doesn't know that the kids can read and write and have been educated by yes. Jer Morell's box of books. <laughs> this is the moment where it gets revealed because they're they're... Tracking down the slavers, Baba Voss kind of tracks him. He goes, he sees, oh, I, I feel a fire. They were here not that long ago. Uh-huh. And Hanawa is like, hey, there's a message written on the door right here. It's, it's, from, it's from him. And he says, I'm fine. Just follow the trail. <laughs> <laughs> and Magra's like, what did you just say? Well, the, the crazy thing is that so we, we see Kofun being kind of like shuffled along with the rest of the slaves. And they're all tied to this rope. <laughs> and and as a blind person, like if your hands are are tied and you can't see the knot that is kind of holding you, you can't figure out a way to get out of it. Yeah. But he could literally look at like his hands being bound he and figure out a way yeah. to get out of he it. Just, he could have untied himself at any time. Like, I th- I think that we're um, like as we're talking about this, we're like, oh, he got snuck up by by blind people, and oh, he can see, so he should have been able to do that. But the thing is, like, it's not that blind people can't be sneaky. Oh. Or sneak up on people or kidnap someone. It's that these two people should be so superpowered in this universe that the fact that they keep finding themselves in these situations oh, yeah. is so absurd. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I totally and, agree. Like and, you can you can literally have your hands tied behind your back and still get out of it, like without right. seeing the knot. And yet he can actually see the knot and still can't get out of it. <laughs> and so uh in addition to while all this stuff is going on with the sex orgy, uh Queen Kane is back at at uh, Kanzua and the Witchfinder general returns after 20 years Mm -hmm. and he brings her all these slaves and taxes and stuff like that. But he also says that he failed to find, you know, Jill and Morel and, and the twins. And so he, he, he's like, you know, I I went to every village. I spread the word and she's like, you told them his name. Mm -hmm. And we're like, wait, how is he supposed to find a guy yeah, if, right. if he didn't tell people yeah. the, the name? And so the, the queen is so outraged that he failed that she orders him to kill himself. She allows him to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. And and this is the first time that we're introduced to the whole kneeling thing where like he kneels in her presence to show respect. And it's like, again, 
that's yeah. a visual representation yeah. of respect. And not only the, the, I think the previous episode when they killed those two people for some reason, um, she has like a big crown on her head. Yeah. She does. And right. it's like, why are you wearing like, a crown? Uh, people can't see that. Again, another visual right. representation. Because she just likes the way it feels on her head. Yeah, <laughs> like, like the queen has these like little bell things that she wears. That, that works. And that works. And, 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 and that, like when she does that, like, you know, everyone knows like, oh, that's, a, that's the royal sound because I'm guessing that only royalty uses bells because they're yeah. so hard to make in this society. But, you, you know, wearing a crown and wearing like all the opulent dresses and stuff like that, that's not something that the society would She's do. She's her nails done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this the episode where Baba Voss goes ham on a bunch of people? Yes. Oh, yes. So best that, that's the end of this. And that's what makes this episode great. Yeah. So real quick, before we have to take a break, uh, Baba Voss tracks down where his son is being kept. And he's like, listen, guys, you're not going to want to see this side of me. This mm -hmm. is a part of my past that I buried. But turns I'm, out he used to be a slave. I used to be a slaver. I know where they're going. And I'm a freaking badass with this blade. So. You thought I was a badass before. With a hatchet. Wait till you get a load of me <laughs> so, now. So yeah. the, the fight scene where Baba Voss goes to rescue Kofun. Um, that was the more realistic, right? Like, like I could see blind people in, in a yeah, blind like, society he's fighting, throwing like rocks and pebbles on the ground. Yeah. To get, so like, clever to get yeah, echoes, and, 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 and like everyone's using their weapons to kind of feel out around them, like, yeah. like what the terrain is. And like this was the best scene in the entire series. Yeah, in my yeah. Opinion. There's this I one. Agree, I agree. One part of this fight scene where this dude with a whip or rope grabs a hold of Baba Voss with the rip with the whip, and this is the freaking best move in the whole thing where he uses somebody else's body and replacing him. The rope goes around that guy's body. Mm -hmm. He then uses that rope and follows it with his sword up to the dude who's holding yeah, it yeah, yeah. and then slices his neck. Yeah, and I'm like, awesome. God and damn. Then, and then he goes all the, way, goes around. All the way around it. That's like his yeah. signature move. He's like slices all yeah. the way around your neck. He makes sure that he got every bit. Yeah. Well, well it, it, it's very like, so every enemy he, he goes to, it's like a tactile, touch first and mm -hmm. then like once he knows where the guy is at he's able to like kill him yeah. yeah and then like he'll like listen and he hears the guy running he'll like fling his his sword and it like hits the guy like there's a lot of stuff in this scene in this fight scene that is believable that so well that thought a out. blind warrior would so do. well choreographed and I, I was like why wasn't the initial battle in the first episode against the Witchfinder general's army yeah like this like you'd think everyone would be fighting like this yeah exactly all right, guys, before we move on to the uh, next episode, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, guys, welcome back. If you want to chat about this episode or this show with us, go to our Discord app, saltynerddiscord.com. I'm going to set up a C <laughs> chat room. And, we oh, can and we're going to be talking about season two. Yeah. Episode by episode. So there's going to be spoilers yeah. and stuff, but. Go to the app and hang out with us. All right. So the next episode in the uh, lineup is called The River. It says, after getting a message in a bottle, we're talking about Queen Kane. She gets a message in a bottle from, uh, from Gatherbacks. Yeah. One of, actually, his, one of his bottles finally found 17 years later, did it works. one a day or did he say three a day? I, maybe three. I don't I remember. I think it was something. No, it, it was one a day. Are it was one sure? a day for 17 years. Okay. That's 13,000 days. I think that's only like 7,000 or something. I don't know. I, it's been two anyway, years since I've done the math. Yeah. Eventually, his plan worked. His message got to Queen Kane. She knows where the Akini, uh, Alkini are, and uh, she sends Tamak to June, which is about, he's about to kill himself. She stops him and says, no, 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 
your job is not done yet. It's not over. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, good. I don't have to die. So he goes and takes off and takes his army back and tracks down he where Baba Vassar. He seemed a little bummed out that he didn't get I to think die. he was just tired of dealing with this bitch. So <laughs> he goes there and um, they find out where the tribe is. He's getting ready to attack. Baba Voss somehow knows that they're there. He hears them. He hears the dogs. He hears the dogs and the yeah, horses. Which, which because, is reasonable. Because the bad guy army, they use trained dogs and horses to help lead them yeah. to yeah. where they're going. Apparently. I mean, that, I don't know how you train bad guys them, always have dogs. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, so Baba Voss hears this and he's like, oh shit, we got to go. He uh, takes his family and the only people that can leave are his family. I can't remember well, why. No, What's the, the only ones that choose to leave. Yeah, the tribe is like, no, screw the, you, the dude. The rest of them are a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Well, decide well, to stay and die. Gether and Suter convince them that the witch finder will show them mercy. They just want the witches. Yeah. No. And Baba Voss, Magra, the twins, Paris. Like a handful of others. And like Bo Lion and then two others loyal yeah, to like Baba Voss yeah. um, decide to leave. I'm, yeah. And Baba Voss leads them to, to a, a boat, a boat <laughs> that he built over the course of 17 years at a river. Now, what's interesting about this is that in the box where all the books were, um, Jiller Morel left the twins some toys as well. One of their favorite toys was a boat. Was a boat. And Boba Voss basically, you know, he's never built a boat before, but he used that toy to figure out how to build a larger version of yeah. it. And so they're sailing away on a large version of the toy that Jiller Morel left the, yeah. the toy. And one of the things he says to lines is like, uh, anything that Jiller Morel can do, I can do bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, dude. <laughs> sure you can. Dude, but, but anyway. Baba Voss is a badass. He is a badass. You don't mess with Baba Voss. I, lo yeah, I love but, him. But he secretly spent 17 years building a raft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just in case the stay ever came. That took him I think, two I think, miles down the river. I know you're uh, getting there. Mm-hmm. But the scene where they go down the river. Mm -hmm. That's what, yeah, I, we're talking I, about it right I, now. I think is my favorite scene almost in this entire Oh, series. dude. So they're, they're, he's, Baba Voss got him and his family and a, and a handful actually, of other people. Actually, it actually made sense to me. On the boat, they're slowly creeping yeah. down the river and Tamakta June and his army is surrounding both banks right. of the river. Right. And they're like, we know you're there. And they've got uh -huh. these weird like whistle rope yeah, things. Yeah, which makes sense, right? Why? What is that for? It kind of like if they're long enough, you'd be able to like smack. Talk something. to your microphone, bro. If, if you're long, if they're long enough, you would like smack something that would, they would hit something that was uh, going through. Yes, that but that's not the what they used them for. Or, yeah, or, yeah, or, change, like, or, change, like the, or change the frequency of the river, of the sound that it's reverberating back. The whole river scene infuriated me <laughs> because it didn't make any sense. Uh, see, I thought it made a but, lot of but sense. But also, well, I mean, I mean like, they're wading out into the water, but mm -hmm. the raft already has a head start on them. So how do they how do they catch up with that? Yeah, they're they're throwing these ropes with like anchor like grappling hooks on mm -hmm. them to try to catch them. It's like where do they know where to do this? And plus, the boat has two sighted people on it. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't they just take the hooks off and like you know or protect the boat from like the people who are swimming? So you know, I, like, I, I, well, they like, kind of did. Think, I think no, part they, of the they, they didn't. But, but like, Kofun's like, useless. Kofun was completely Kof, useless. Kofun is useless. But the chick and, had a bow and arrow. But she'd never taken a life before. No, that's not true. Is that not true? In, the, in episode three, she, she killed a she guy. Did. She killed that dude. Okay, well, she didn't like to take people's lives. <laughs> well, she got over that quick. <laughs> but but I, th I think there was like a weird like. I don't know. I, I was because she had the arrow trained on the yeah. on Tamakta June, but I think she was she didn't want to shoot him because I think she thought it would give away their position. No, no. So here, here's the thing. So basically, Tamakta June goes to the village. He kills all the villagers except for Gethra well, he, had, he hadn't killed anybody yet. Well, yeah. well, he killed he killed Bo Lion's mom. 
And uh, Getherbax t- uh, was a captive of Bubba Voss right. in order to, to escape the village. Um, they let him go, and then the Witchfinder captures him, takes him to the river. And um, as they're going away, so they, they lost two of their party to the Witchfinder's soldiers. Uh, one was like Baba Voss's right hand guy yeah, been with them since the beginning. And uh Kofun basically like mucks up everything. Like there are people boarding the boat. Uh Magra gets stabbed in the leg. And Kofun's just sitting there like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and, 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 and so like ba- basically Hanawa ran out of arrows because she was like shooting so many people around the boat. And as they're getting away, um, she sees uh Gether backs with the Witchfinder General. And so she she pulls an arrow out of a body that's on the boat and she takes aim. And it's hard to say whether she was aiming for Getherbax or the Witchfinder General, but the arrow hits Getherbax. Um, as they're sailing away, they they think that sh- she's killed him. He's still alive. The Witchfinder General asks him where the river goes. Getherbax tells him in exchange for agreeing to save his life. And then the guide um to june just like basically like kills him and says like this it's quicker this way yeah here's my mercy yeah, yeah. And, and and then he and then he says go to the village and kill everyone yeah yeah all right so that's kind of pretty much that's what happens in the episode uh yeah. they, they make it they make their way down the river well, well they they decide to to follow jiller morell's clues for the twins that he left behind yeah and because now they have no place left to go back to they, a- they, they end up running up onto shore and they camp there for the night and when they wake up all their possessions yeah. have been um have disappeared and they think that well hanawa and kofu both see someone in the distance and they think that somebody just came in and stole their stuff and that's where the episode ends yeah and then the next episode is called plastic and uh, Tamakta June's army nears Baba and family. Magra's past comes to light and she must deal with her past indiscretions. Indis- Queen Kane destroys her city because the people hate her. Uh, so we, we kind of pick up where we left off in the last episode where um, their possessions are missing. We have to go find them. So this is where we meet Boots. Yeah, Boots, this guy, this piece of shit. The worst. You don't like Boots? I hate Boots. <laughs> He's kind of a He's a dick. Um, but no, they, 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 him, okay, Baba Voss and his two kids or adopted kids go and uh, they find this like shabby town just filled with like recycled plastic. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole it's like, city. It's like a hoarder's. Place. Yeah, the whole city is just built out of trash. It's just like buildings that are kind of shaped together with recycling trash. That's I think that's why it's called plastic. Probably. Um. Anyway, so they go there. And they, uh, which one is it? Uh, the chick. What's Haniwa. her name? Hanawa. Hanawa. goes down there. She's like, I can sneak in, grab our stuff, well, and get out. Or for, first, Magra insists that they go and look for the, their stolen stuff because the rest of the tribe is just like. Uh, we, we don't need that no, stuff. Yeah, we they're can replace like, it. But she's like, no, like before she evacuated, she dug up something from underneath the floor. There. She has like a little pouch yeah. that has something and, secret and, in and it. And she's like, I need that back. You don't understand how important it is to me. Yeah. And, and so like they decide to risk their lives, the twins and Baba Voss, in order to get this back for their mother. Um, but they don't know, like she won't tell them why it's so important. Yeah. So Hanawa goes in there finds the stuff but then boots which we don't know is boots yet but it's just like this creepy figure that's like staring at her wearing a mask wearing a big old freaking cool headdress mask he actually did look kind of creepy in that episode like yeah but who's he gonna intimidate you're not supposed to think about that um <laughs> and so anyway so she gets captured by him or knocked out and then um baba voss and uh the useless kid goes down Kofun. there kofun goes down there and tries to rescue her and a big fight takes place and then they slowly realize that he is also sighted which can only mean one thing. 
He's the son He's of Jeremy Morrell. Son of Jeremy Morrell. And they're like, hey, we're brothers and sisters. He has a big scar on his chest that has like a, a eye with an arrow going through that it. Only Jeremy Morrell knows. Yeah, because apparently he scarred his kid or something. Is that what they were trying to well, say? Well, knows, no, he, he left before um the kid was born, right? I I don't know. I, it's not clear. But he has a giant scar that indicates that he can see, which I, maybe the people that he was living yeah, with it, did. It's it like Jeremy Morrell's symbol, which is an eye with a spear through it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's your symbol, but anyway. Because um, it's cool. Because it's cool. Because nobody else can see it except for sighted people. Yeah. We should also explain that in the previous episode, so the um, the royalty of Kanzua got fed up with Queen Kane's antics, mm-hmm. and so they plotted to kill her in the most stupid way possible. <laughs> so dumb. And, and <laughs> Queen Kane has like has like her own shadow who like spies on like the lords, and yeah. so like she found out about this, and so she has all of the betrayers slaughtered. And all these people were very popular with the masses. And so the masses are starting to rise up against her and she looks at them as ungrateful. And so she basically shuts down the dam. And at the end of the last because episode, the gods told her to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the last episode, she shuts down all, all like the hydroelectric stuff. And because it's so old, it's not able to withstand the pressure from the, the water. Yeah. And, it and so it's, it starts breaking down. And at the beginning of this episode, uh, Basically, the dam breaks, wipes out all of Kanzua, like the entire village, and Queen Kane gets away in a uh, tank, well, carriage. In, in, in a carriage that is being driven by a blind guy. So it's with a blind, weird. yeah, with a horse, yeah, <laughs> blind guy and a horse. So there was one thing you mentioned: the assassination attempt. I was laughing so hard during this freaking scene because it's so dumb. Like these people are like, "Oh, we found this rare bird that." Nobody has ever touched before. You will be the first human hand yeah. to touch it. And I'm like, how did you get it in the freaking cage? Yeah, and it, and it's and, a poisonous spider. It's a poisonous spider, but I'm like, how did you get it in the cage? You're telling this woman that nobody's ever touched it before, but it's in a cage. And she kind she knows that they're trying to assassinate her, so she's just playing along just for whatever's sake. And she's like, oh, that's weird. I thought birds chirped and made noise. And they're like, well, not this one. Only if you hold it. And it's just, it, they kept leading her on in like the most... Dumbest yeah. way possible. It was like they were saying, we're not trying to kill you. <laughs> Honest. Yeah. And, and, no, for sure we're not trying to kill and you. And one of the most aggravating parts about this episode is when she's fleeing Kanzua, uh, she's going down this hallway where they have these perfectly made busts of the previous kings, like, know, like right? perfectly sculpted in stone. Weird. And like she stops and like she touches her dad's face and she like has like a final message to him. But I'm like, what blind person was able to make these like realistic sculptures there are of blind previous sculptors. Kings? Sure. No, well, no, no, we talked sure. about this a little bit. Lionel Richie in the video for Hello, he's a Look, sculptor. Man, if Ray Charles can play the piano blind, there's the, a lot of the, things the, that are possible. The, the piano is different, but like, <laughs> but like to, to get the detail of like how accurate these busts were, like you needed someone who could see to do I'm that. I'm willing to allow it because there's so much else that I'm just like, it's in your face. You skip the fact that at the end of, um, Plastic, Tamoktajun's army catches up with Baba Voss and, and the family. And now we find out what was in that pouch. Oh, that's the that big the, reveal, yeah. That okay. Magra Sorry. wanted them to get. Yeah, so basically Magra, um, as the army's kind of like hunting the family through the woods, Magra leaves them and takes this pouch and it, it's one of the royal bells, like ding ling ling symbol things. And she goes to confront Tamoktajun and basically reveals herself as the princess of Kanzua. And once Tamoktajun finds out who she really is, he, he bows before her and then yells at his army to show her respect. Show respect. And, and they all bow. Says, show respect. Show. 
everybody else bows. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah, the, the whole entire, army. The entire blind army bows. And it's just, it's, she gets sensitive. Echolocation. <laughs> so like, it was kind of like a cool, cool reveal for Magra, but at the same time, like you're just sitting there like, why is this so stupid? Yeah. Yeah. I did like the reveal. I would think that they would yeah. all like, start like, like, like raised their hand and like ring a bell on their finger or something. Well, she did do that. Or, or, no, but they, oh, them. Yeah. They could have started snapping you know, or, or, or clapping. Or, or, you know, pound their chest yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Something. I mean. An audio representation Cause, cause, of respect. Right. Right. A blind society, everything would be audio, right? Yeah. yeah. So like the Alkini have the whole chet chet thing. You'd think, that, you'd think that the <laughs> army would have like something like that where they, they would have like a call to show. We respect. never explained that. Yeah. If you guys hear us saying chet chet. So like the Alkini, Baba Voss, if he's like checking on his friends or his army, he goes chet chet. And, then, and they and all the respond as chet chet, chet chet chet. They say it three yeah. times back. And it's just supposed to like cue in that they're all on the same page. passing out weapons, it's chet chet. Chat, chat, yeah. chat, chat. Like everything cool? We good? Yeah, all right. Yeah. So that's, that explains that. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Give me a peekaboo revival. <laughs> all right. So um, the next episode, Silk, after escaping the destruction of her city, Queen Kane gets captured by Silk traders and Baba and his family are betrayed and uh, have to seek their vengeance against Boots. So she leaves the destruction of the city. She's in a carriage with a, a driver and her handmaiden, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nairi. Oh, she has a name? Cool. Go down. Um, chick who goes down. So then these... <laughs> oh, that chick? Yeah, her, her, her prayer partner. <laughs> so she goes, they camp for the night or something like that, and then these silk trading slave well, well, people well, no, come it, and it, capture her. It, it, it's the shadows that work for this the silk yeah. king. Right. Because uh, everybody's got shadows, yeah, turns yeah. out. Yeah, they, they show up, they kill the, the driver and her handmaid, and then they capture her and bring her back to what's called the Silk City. <laughs> where, building. Yeah, it's one building, yeah. <laughs> where, where basically the silk king is, is there, and he kind of runs this like slave trade where they're making silk because in a blind society... Having such a luxurious cloth to drape your body in is the height of, you know, status. I, I mean, who doesn't like silk? Everybody loves silk. Right. I like silk sheets. Yeah. Yeah. And in a blind society, you would think that they would place a big, like, premium on such fine The fabric. way that things feel. Yeah. 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 yeah I, sure. I get that. I understand all of that. And I actually, this silk trader main bad guy... Probably one of the most more ruthless characters. And he's very also realistic. The, also the most realistic. Yeah. His hair's all he's up. got all messed up hair, like bedhead, <laughs> his beard's all scraggling and out out of nowhere. Like, oh, okay. Here he fits. Yeah. He I does. get it. He really did, right? He, yeah. And he's yeah. such a dick. I, and he's I, like, I, I he was like the one character in this entire show that actually like looked the part. Yeah. And ev- I totally bought into this. I bought into it too. And yeah. his the way he was treating Queen Kane also tracked. Because yeah. he was like, they had her tied up and they also had a bell. And yeah. he's like, every time that bell rings, you're going to get your ass beat. It's like, and so when, she would shake the bell and the freaking guard would come over and just whack the shit out of her. It was and like I'm like, when, oh. It was like when that episode started getting, getting filmed, they brought in actual blind people as consultants. On the they show. started to figure out what they were trying to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was definitely makes the most sense is his whole yeah, way of doing it. Because he was like, things. don't move. Yeah. It's like, if and you she move, keeps fucking around. Yeah. And the bell starts ringing. And he's like, you're. It's funny, too, because the way she was talking to him, she's like, you're used to having power. You must be some kind of royalty, some spoiled brat. And I'm like, oh, this dude's got her dialed in. Uh-huh. <laughs> your hands are very soft. Yeah, you're a very soft-handed yeah, yeah. person. It's never worked a day in your life. Yeah, oh, oh God, yeah, yeah. I love his character. He's, yeah. I, I kind of wish he didn't die. Did he die, right? Eventually, I think, yeah. I think between, after Tamaka June, he's like my, like, probably the favorite. This show does villains yeah. really well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
All the people who are dicks are really All dick. the people you're supposed to be rooting for, you hate. Yeah. But I like the villains are so I good. Still, I still want to know about Weird Albino guy. Which yeah. one was he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tamaki June's second guy. Yeah. I yeah. hope they develop him. God, in I hope they, I want to know more about that guy. Badass. He's he so hasn't even looking. done anything. He's done not nothing. Not a word. We're all going to have nightmares about but him. But every, every episode, they just. All they do is they pan the camera know, up around him and they just stare at him for a minute a and he's just, he's just sitting there like. Yeah, so, so, so in, in this episode, basically Boots betrays Baba Voss and the twins. Yeah, he puts sends, in the cage. He sends them in, They're in, putting way too much this, trust into this guy. Yeah, well, well they, he, he basically traps them in this cave and sends them down below where there's like this tribe of like underground Mold dwellers uh, that he also sent his mother to. Uh, to exile her. And so he basically gets rid of them and he wants to align himself with Magra in order to win her favor uh, because she's like the the one with the power. And mm -hmm. and he saw how like everyone bowed down to her. And so like, he's like, that's the person I want to be with. So he lied to them, said that Magra died, traps them in this cave and then goes off to um, basically kind of Game of Thrones it up. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Bubba Voss and the twins, they're in this dark tunnel. Um, they're fighting with this other tribe. They get captured. The mother lets them go after they promise to kill Boots. And uh, the mother gives them like an expedition exposition dump. dump they, they have a like very what happened. They have a very dramatic escape scene up, yeah. up the tunnel. Yeah, like like there's a great <laughs> another great fight scene with Baba Voss against all these guys. He gets messed up, mm -hmm. but still manages to freaking climb his way out of out of this tunnel. Yeah. to meet up with his family, who again were useless. <laughs> um, and so that that was kind of like their thing. And and thinking Magra's dead, they decide to follow continue following Jolin Morel's clues to what's called the Lavender Road. Mm -hmm. But while this is going on, basically Magra is basically dictating to Tamak to June because he still has to like do what she says because she's royalty, uh, that she wants, you know, her family found and like all this other stuff. And the entire time June and I are watching this, we're like, why couldn't she have done that back at New Alchemy to <laughs> save you. her entire right. tribe? Thank yeah, you. She could have saved everyone. Yeah. Literally none of this show would have happened if Tamak to June showed up and Magra was just like, Hey bro, <laughs> here I am. And they, and then he'd be like, oh shit, okay, yeah, you're alive. Because the story that the queen told was that Jerlyn Morrell killed her sister right. and took off. So nobody even thinks that Magra is alive. And then when it turns out she's very much alive and well, and she's the mother of these yeah. twins he's been hunting, he's Seven like, oh, shit. 17 years ago, she could have solved the whole problem. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She could have saved the lives Magra, of everyone in, in that tribe. Yeah, Magra's an idiot. Yeah. 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 Well, she, she's a complete <laughs> jerk. Yeah. And, and the, like, like it's such a huge plot hole. Yeah. That you're like, why wouldn't she have done this? And we also found out in an earlier episode that one of the reasons that Queen Kane is so obsessed with tracking down Jiller Morel and, and the witches with mm -hmm. sight is that he was her consort. She's in love with him. And she was in and love with him. And he left her. And he jilted her. Uh -huh. And so like, it's it's all about revenge for her. And also, don't you think he was, I mean, obviously he was banging the queen too and she never got pregnant. And he was like, my time is wasted with you. Yeah. I'm gonna go knock up your sister. <laughs> yeah. Now and, that you mention it. Yeah. And there was also this whole thing where like Magra tried to get the throne and Tamak Tajun decided to back her older sister mm -hmm. because she was the rightful one in succession. Technically, it should have gone to the sister, but the, when the king was dying, he said that Magra was the one that yeah. he was leaving to rule. And this all gets revealed to Tamak And that made Queen Cain, like, nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of backstory, a lot of uh, exposition dump on this one. So is there anything 
Yeah. So basically Queen Cain in the Silk City reveals her identity and the Silk King decides that he's going to ransom her off to uh, Kanzua. So he sends his shadows with a ransom demand to uh, the Witchfinder General's army. Who Boots can see. Well, well so, so like they, <laughs> they, they don't know who delivered the message, but the, he gets it and he goes to Magra and he's like, we got a situation here. We need to, we don't know if the queen's alive or dead. And Boots basically steps up and says like, hey, I can see who delivered the message. And so he's able to capture the two shadows and the Witchfinder General is going to um, torture them to find out where they came from. Mm-hmm. So it kind of turn, turns the Silk King's plan on it, on its head. Yeah. Tamak the June tortures them like, oh, dude, he ties them to the oh, head, he's a cuts badass, fingers dude. off. Dude, he crazy. does not mess around. No, he does not. So the next episode, The Lavender Road, says the twins reach a crossroads in their journey to the House of Enlightenment and have to find their way back to the path. So Lavender Road, I guess it's in reference to this part of the pathway, which is like four miles away from their original lined village. with lavender it's, flowers? Yeah, lined yeah. with lavender flowers so people can smell, which makes sense. Yeah. There's another one of those oh. things like, oh yeah, that would make sense. You would plant this specific plant to say, oh, this is how you would get to this it's, location. It's, it's smell yeah. and sight. Because the lavender, yes. the, the purple of the lavender. That's a Jeromorel thing, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I kind of like that. Um, I wish it would, they, would, they would continue that trend with other places. Like, hey, the, the lavender road is how you get to, you know, point A. The, the eucalyptus the jungle, eucalyptus is, jungle that is that way. <laughs> that takes you to this city. And the freaking, you know, the daisies are over here. They go mm-hmm. that way. Like, you would think they would amp that up a little bit. No, this is only used once. <laughs> but um, the only part of this episode that really struck me was like they were traveling on this road. They were talking about getting to this place where Joe Morrell was the leaving the messages. The House of Enlightenment. And they come across this giant, like, decaying statue of human bodies, yeah. along with animal skeletons. Smells like death. It smells like death. It's got a warning message on it. Everybody's like, God, is this Jerry Morrell's freaking place? Like, well, Let me ask you something. Yeah. So. You come up on this decaying statue. Do you reach out looking for a message? <sighs> I get, I mean. Didn't make sense to me. No. Well, well Kofun saw it there. Oh, okay. Yeah, but. The message is on a rope. It's meant for a blind person because well, it's well, meant Co- to. Kofun, you know, the, the twins can read the ropes. So like he saw it and he like said, like, dad, look at this. And basically this is the first inclination we get that things might not be all right with Driller Morrell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah thing. And, <laughs> and, but they, they justify it. It's like they're using this to keep like blind people away because they only want sighted people to go forward. Yeah. So like they continue past oh, it okay. because that it does make more sense now again I, you know if they come across something that's like that stench of death uh, the blind people would turn away yeah that was the only part of, of this episode that really struck out to me i was like oh god that's gross so, and that again that kind of hints to like maybe things aren't quite what they're going to be when you show up here but did you have anything to add to this episode oh yeah without um, getting too <laughs> into the woods i, I, I mean <laughs> there's <laughs> There's a lot that happens this episode because it's the penultimate episode. Right. Oh, yeah. come on. Drink. Um, the drink. <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. All right. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. So ba- basically, um, there's a lot of things going on here. So first of all, the uh, b- the Bubba Voss party makes it to this like um, valley, and they find that there are all these sound traps on the ground, and there are blind archers hidden in the uh, in the trees above and so uh, Bubba Voss like takes his his axe pick that he picked up from the cave oh my god and throws it hits a guy <laughs> square on has him like fall out that, Dude, was, that was amazing though that was the most 
stupidest yes, thing. Yes, I agree. Uh, yes. I saw so all Echo, the Echo location. Baba Voss is listening very carefully, yeah. and the archer, like, freaking 100 yards away on this cliff, like, shifts his foot. And Baba Voss just launches this freaking boomerang axe thing and nails the dude. But but there's like a whole bunch of blind archers. Yeah. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and they, they shoot their arrows based off of like sounds. Sound, yeah. Which so, makes sense, kind of. Well, sure. well, well you, you think like, were there any like false alarms where like maybe there should have been arrows sticking in the path? Like, you know, before the rabbit kind of walks by or something. Yeah, so, something be, because they don't know like what's down there. So like they're, they're just like going based off of what the sound traps do. Um, but, uh, so eventually, um, bow lion tries to go and get the dead archers <laughs> equipment so they yeah. can fight back because she can walk in silence. Yes. Yeah. And Which made sense. yeah. And, and, but, but at a certain point she accidentally steps on a sound trap, the arrows come flying, she gets hit in the leg. And, um, as the twins start rushing to her aid, Baba Voss yells out, Kofun Hanawa, no. And then one of the archers. Everything is, stops. Yeah, one of the archers is like, "Did you say Kofun and Hanawa?" <laughs> so, okay, this is the dumbest part of this whole show. So if these two, he's been telling all of his all of his guys, "Hey, listen for these names." Yeah. For seventeen years. Yeah. It's so stupid. And, but but here's the thing though: is if they just walked down this path and they were like, "Hey, there's sound traps everywhere. That's kind of weird," and they like kicked one off accidentally, the dude would have had just killed his kids. Because they, unless they're like, hey, my name is so-and-so and I'm here to, you know, like, who's going to say that? Yeah, they didn't there even was, know there were archers. There was no warning or anything. Until, it wasn't like. Baba found them. Yeah, it wasn't like the freaking bloody gates where they were like, who shall pass? And you have to say who you are who before you get in. Who shall not pass? Yeah, it's like, there's had to have been a moment like that. Yeah. No. And, and then the guy who came out and called their names, it's like, only Kofun and Hanawa may enter. The rest of you have to go fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? And, 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 the, and the, Paris the, is like, do you have a healer? And he's like, yeah, we do, but fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, 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 um, basically the twins make the decision that they don't want to go without their family. And Baba Voss is like, no, nah, you need to go. And so the twins. He's like, we came all this way, yeah, yeah, not the, for the, you to the, turn back. The twins forge ahead and Baba Voss takes Bo Lion, who's wounded on his back and uh paris and they go to seek a tribe with a healer to help the, the bird Merlion. people yeah um, yeah so they have a conversation baba voss is like look we've traveled this far you guys have to go we will stay back we'll take care of bow lion we'll go get her fixed up you guys go forward and talk to your dad and we'll we'll be around and of course paris is like dude what the hell we're supposed to stay with them and he's like trust me yeah, I got this. I'm gonna go around the back. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run the freaking backside. And I get sneak around. In. I get around like a record. So, no, that's yeah. freaking Jeremiah. <laughs> and, and, and so while that's going on, the Witchfinder General takes Queen or Princess Magra and Boots to the Silk City and um, has Boots go in and do some reconnaissance. So Boots reports back, tells him where all the guards are, <laughs> tells him where the Queen is. And uh, and Jeweler Morell decides that he's going to go in by himself and take out the guards. Jeweler Morell. All right. Uh, Tamak to June. There you go. Could, couldn't Boots have taken the yes. entire city out? Yes. On his own? Yes. Well, he, he offered to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but he was there already. Like, if you're going to go down there and be like, hey, we're going to scope the place out. I'm like, well, while you're down there, just freaking take yeah, out. Yeah, he could just kill all those people. Whatever. But here's the thing, though. What I did take away from this is that Tamakta June is just as much of a badass as Baba Voss. Yes. Oh, yeah. When he goes in there and starts freaking just I, slicing people up, it was dope. <laughs> so so I, I feel a little bit robbed. Why is that? Because we never got the confrontation 
between, between Voss and Tamoctagen. Well, he might still be. Yeah, he yeah. Might well, still, well, well, hold on, hold on. But, That's for the next episode. But in this episode, Queen Kane gets rescued by yeah. Tamoctagen. Magra and and Tamoctagen go to her, and she reveals that first of all, she kills the Silk King because that was part of her plan. Yeah. But then she reveals that she destroyed Kanzua by destroying the dam and wiping out everyone. And she's so like, you're so welcome to be with me again. <laughs> and Tamakta June is like, you just killed the whole army's family. Yeah. I love that conversation yeah, that he has yeah. with her. She's a psycho. He's like, you think my men are going to follow you? And she's like, those are my men. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and at this point, Which Boots, is- Boots kind of sees like, um, like the, the landscape changing. Tamoctajun wants to kind of put uh, Magra into the queen's space. And the only way that they can do that is if she either abdicates or dies. And so in order to save her life, they give her the choice to abdicate to um, Magra. Mm -hmm. But the queen's kind of like uh, cohort from the Silk City gets in the ear of Boots and says, like, would you rather be aligned with a princess or a queen? Yeah. And so Boots basically decides the, like he's going to switch sides yet again. Being the dick that he is. I freaking hate that dude. He's the worst. He's so terrible. Um, he Not as bad as his dad, though. So the last episode, <laughs> House of Enlightenment. So we finally get to where Jeremy Morell is set up his little. And it's like an old prison, right? It, yeah, it's an old prison. prison. Yeah. It's, he said it was real, built to last. Real nice place. Which. <laughs> and it has a boiler that burns on coal, which yeah. is kind of cool. He's got like, showers. I, I'm like, I yeah, get they, it. They've got a coal mine right next door where they mine the coal to yeah. run, run the generators. How and, convenient. And dude, it's Pennsylvania. Yeah. They're going to have a coal mine yeah, right next to a prison. We're still in Pennsylvania. We're still like within 50 miles of where this all started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Jeremy Morell. I hope se- like season six is like California with all the tribes. Oh, shit. You know? It's so weird it's, that we like this. Florida. Oh, as Florida. much shit it's, as we talk uh, about this show, we still like it. I think it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. I think it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I, I'm sure there's a well, prison. Well, there was an episode where they said that Pittsburgh was close by. Yeah. yeah. So I was born in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Had, uh, Jews, we're losing Jude. Head maps. So last episode. Right. Last right. episode, Jude. House of Enlightenment. Jeremy Morrell is revealed to be a total man whore. And also a bit of a genocidal maniac who sells his own daughter to stay in good graces with the slavers. Baba Voss then takes revenge and owns the day. All right. So this episode was pretty badass, but also really made me hate that I've been trawling around trying to find Jeremy Morrell this whole right? season. I know, right? Because at the end of the episode, I'm like, that's what we get. We get this douchebag. So he's like, we talked about, yeah, we get, we talked about this a little bit already, but prison full of of offspring of his own kids. And one of those offspring has kids. I'm like, who did he have kids with? His sister? Yes. And that's exactly. Yeah. And blind slaves. So they're step brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're, Make an offspring that way, which I, I mean, they're al- no, they're, they're not sleeping with e- with each other. They're they're getting so th- there's the Trevantians who are like the neighboring kingdom, and Jolin Morel has created an alliance with them, and so they send them blind soldiers mm-hmm. and concubines, and basically his oldest Jolin Morel's oldest son, who's with him, is taking after his dad by knocking up blind bitches left <laughs> and right. And and try, because like the whole purpose they is, didn't see that dick coming. Well, well, well the whole <laughs> thing it. about Jill and Morel is that they you know they want to create more blind people. So their whole purpose is every male has to like spread. You mean sighted people? Yeah, every yeah. sighted people, every sighted male has to spread his seed 
as wide and far as he can. So yeah. like there, there's no incest going on. There, there. isn't. Oh, I got, no. I was under the impression there totally was. No, Jerlo Morel is like, he, he understands genetics, right? Okay. He's educated. So like, he's not going to like let his children be banging each other. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And that's another reason why he decided to give up Hanoa instead of Kofun is because he needs he the men to do the impregnating. Hmm. So the females are less valuable. To I him. mean, he gave up the wrong kid because she's a badass and yeah. he's worthless. And the dude is completely. God, I hate him. Yeah, but Kofun and Hanawa show up at the House of Enlightenment. They're welcomed by Jill and Morel. He kind of tries to put aside- Indoctrinate them yeah, a little bit. <laughs> indoctrinate them, but they they realize that, you know, something's not right there. And they find out about the um, the alliance with the Trevantians. And Hanawa gets kind of knocked out and sent off with them. And um, Kofun gets imprisoned. And Jill and Morel keeps trying to convince Kofun to just go along with it. And Kofun's like, you kidnapped and sold off my sister. No, I'm never yeah. going to, you know, typical Kofun tax. Yeah, yeah, Just exactly. Lie. He's, he's not as smart as he's supposed to be. <laughs> and, and, and so like they take All him out. All those books didn't do shit for this guy. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically the, the whole Joel and Morel storyline turns out he's like the big villain of the yeah. show. Yeah. And while this is going on, there's like the whole Game of Thrones things back at the City of Silk where Magra is trying to convince Queen Cain to abdicate. Queen Cain aligns with Boots who assassinates Jeweler Morel, or not Jeweler Morel, uh, Tamak Tajun, uh, the Witchfinder General. If anybody hasn't watched this and is still following along with all these names, good on you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If anybody's still <laughs> listening to us an hour and 45 minutes later. Yeah, so so basically Tamak Tajun gets assassinated. Um, Boots is now Queen Kane's like, right-hand man. And the lie that they spin is that Tamak Tajun took his own life because of the shame of letting his queen get kidnapped mm -hmm. and not getting like the, the, the witches and Magra is forced to go along with this lie. But in doing so, she kind of claims um, control of the army by, by giving them a new mission. And that mission is to find your Morel and her family. And so Queen Kane and, and Magra are kind of like uneasy alliance there with boots in the middle. And that's like the end of that story where basically they're, there's this weird power struggle between the queen and her sister uh, for over this army who still don't know that Kanzua has been destroyed. And so that's where Magra's story And that creepy ends. guy is looking like a badass, but you know he knows like something fishy yeah. went on. Yeah. And, and they set up that Tamak Tajun might not be entirely dead. Yeah, yeah so just, he's just he's mostly, just mostly, mostly dead. dead. He's <laughs> the there's a, a building, the, the silk building is caught on fire, they burn it down, and then it, it, it has the camera zoom in, and but you, looked, you see Tamak Tajun just kind of like sitting there. He looked pretty dead. He looked kind of dead. He knows more, he's forgotten more about death than you'll ever know. But why would they show him again? Yeah, he, oh, he's that's, not dead. That's it. I don't I mean, think I'm, he's I'm dead. assuming he's going to come up he's at the end. Got to come back. Uh, like yeah. at end of episode three, he's something show up. Well, like we'll, a really we'll, dramatic we'll, moment. We'll, we'll find out soon in season yeah. two. But so like that. That was Magra's storyline. And then back at the House of Enlightenment, um, they're about to kill Kofun. Um, after dropping Bowline off to get healed at like the Bird Tribe. Baba Voss comes back, how he got past the archers. I he went no the back idea. way. He went around. Yeah. yeah. So he, show, he, he, he shows up. He went through the wall like Kool-Aid man. <laughs> He's a ninja. Yeah. He, so he rescues Kofun for like the billionth time. Then, then father and son team up to go back into the house of enlightenment. Kofun goes to, to shut off the, uh, the generator. Yeah. And while that's going on, um, 
Baba Voss has his showdown with Jerlyn Morell, who this has is a gun. This the epic showdown that yeah. we've been waiting cool. for all Which, season. Which, it was a lot of fun. However, it still doesn't make any sense. Make because Jerlyn Morell literally has an arsenal of weaponry, of yeah. guns. And then, like, Baba Voss is, like, talking. Those guns are hella old, though. But it's, like. But, <laughs> they are hella old. Baba Voss is, like, right. talking shit. Like, oh, you think your guns are going to save you? And well, then, like. You know, it's funny. So, Joan Morell ha has built this library in this prison uh, over the course of the years where he's just collected all these books. And Jude was, like. You think there's like a whole wall of pornography somewhere? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Bob Voss like is in there like Martha Stewart Living magazine. He's like smashing books and he's like, You live in your own filth and your stench. Yeah. He's like yeah. talking mad shit to this dude oh, there's to try to get some, him worked there's up. There's definitely some uh some societal uh uh, what's the word you, I'm you, for? you know what was weird to me is the idea that there are actually like white people in this future. Because you'd think that blind people, you know. They can't see the color of the yeah, skin. I, so I, yeah. over the course of 500 years, all these small tribes would intermingle and sure. everyone would be a mixed race. I don't know where you're going with that one. No, no, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying like, like Magra is, is like white. The queen is white. Yeah, yeah. There, are, there are actual like white people in this world where there shouldn't be. Like, like everyone should have like had sex everybody, with one Everybody should be equally brown. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the equal shade of tan. Okay. Uh, I mean, you're in Pennsylvania, bro. Have you ever been to Pennsylvania? <laughs> you make a good point. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania. Underneath this shirt, white. I mean, I, I, I went to college in Pennsylvania. I'm just saying over the course of 500 years. I don't know. You know, you get a couple of Joe Morales running around. You know, there's not going to be any white people. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how that works. That was a really weird tangent. <laughs> it, it was, it's, 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 it's just one of those world building things that st stuck out to me because yeah, like, like it. The, it, it's a mixed race cast, right? So you'd think that like by this point, like I there, there would be no pure race. Honestly, I, I, I don't get a lot of like the weird modern woke nonsense in this show. And I, and I think that's the reason I like this show. There's no it's, room it's in just, it for it. It's know? just, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. And it's fine. It, it's not even woke. It's just no, like genetics. No, it's, it's not at all. But, but, but. The, the, the big fight between Jolene Morrell and Baba Voss comes to a head as soon as like the lights go out. Because up until that point, Jolene Morrell had the advantage. Yeah. And once Kofu knocks out the lights. See, I told you sight is the disability. Well, well Bo 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 <laughs> Boba Voss basically gets him in like this weird wrestling hold and blinds him by like oh gouging so savage oh, yeah. he had him in like an arm lock he breaks his arm and then he grabs his Ooh, head with his he thighs says, you did this yeah and, and then he, he blinds him and shoves oh. his thumbs into his eyeballs oh brutal. Like, so like, brutal in, in my head if a blind guy is gonna fight a guy with sight and it's pitch black the blind guy is gonna win that's Arya stark every, versus the every single time yeah yeah. But just because they know how to operate. In it wouldn't make a difference to them. So yeah. What the blind dude's going to be like, oh shit. And, and yeah. this whole like kind of like final battle type thing. So basically he leaves Jerlyn Morrell alive, but he's blinded. Mm -hmm. And so him and Kofun escape from the House of Enlightenment and meet up with Paris. And so throughout the fight with Jerlyn Morrell, Baba Voss discovers that his brother, um, I forget his name, but Something Dave, else Dave Batista yeah. in, in the season two yeah. ha, has his daughter, Hanawa. And say it's like Edu or something. Yeah. Odu Voss or something like that. I'm going to look it up. Um, Whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the, the <laughs> season ends with Boba Voss, Kofun and Paris looking out at a city that is controlled by his, his brother. <laughs> might be Pittsburgh. It yeah. might be oh, Pittsburgh. I'm good. 
Ido. Ido Voss. Ido Voss. So basically looking over the, the city of the Trevantians. Yeah. And uh, and they're like, okay, that's where we got to go to save Hanawa. And that's where the season ends. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, okay, so we started out talking. We still talk mad trash about this show. but Oh, there's a lot of trash to talk. Yeah. But Vader, can you tell me why do we like this show I, so I, much? Honestly, I don't know. I don't um, either. I mean, I'm going to admit, the, the first time I watched this show two years ago, I thought it was complete and utter dog shit. You were so mad at I, us. I, I was not happy that we were watching this show. I thought it was awful. Yeah. Um, I, I watched, I binged watched the entire season again this week. And for some reason, I really enjoyed it. It was still dumb. All those, all those things I didn't like about it before are still there. But for some reason, knowing what was going to happen and, and seeing things the way they set up things early for things that happen later kind of made it better. Okay. You know what I mean? Kind it, of. And, and it's I, like you already knew what yeah, didn't make sense yeah. and you were able I mean, to put it aside. There's a, there's a lot of stupid crap in this show. Yeah. But for some reason, I kind of didn't care. It's like the 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 rope knots and and, and the the fancy. It's kind of charming now. And the yeah. feathers and it's like I'm still gonna make fun of this stuff every single time. Okay. I absolutely am. But I I I I kind of enjoyed it. I I kind of put this up there on the fantasy, um, post apocalypse. Yes. Kind of shelf of stuff like with like Mad Max and <laughs> and you know stuff like that. And okay. it's like okay, it's just a different take on. Uh, post-apocalyptic future. It's like okay, cool, whatever, fine. They want to they want to play around with with uh, heightened senses and 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 ropes and 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 whatever. Then fine, okay. Let's, All right. Let's see where it goes. It's just it's basically a, a sword and fantasy show set 500 years in the future. The and God it, bone. Yeah, we forgot to didn't mention. Even talk yeah, about the God bone. God bone, guys. It's uh, it's interesting. So and and the whole beating off to pray and stuff. That's just bonkers and it's completely fun <laughs> and it's like yeah i'm gonna have fun with it so whatever it's good yeah good to go. uh jude do you love this show more now than you did before um i think um the third watch of the entire season <laughs> wore me down a little bit okay so it wasn't quite as enjoyable um but i i still wanted to like rewatch the whole season just so that i didn't forget anything going into season two because i'm beside myself excited for season two yeah it looks amazing and okay. it looks like they're amping up like the production value and the costuming which doesn't make sense but i'm here for it yeah okay kadish are you uh have you kind of you talk a lot of crap about this show too but are you excited for season two nope <laughs> no not uh, even a little so this this is a series that i hate watch basically okay right? like i i don't like it i i every single second of every single episode i'm sitting there being like why'd they make this choice why are they doing this why like my my f filmmaker brain goes on overdrive over how stupid the decisions <laughs> yeah. in every single episode are and i can just imagine that even though like the trailers for season two look pretty good um, it's just going to be taken up to the next level because I don't think they learned their lesson from the first season. Uh, the show is produced and uh, written by or, or show run by Stephen Knight, who did the Peaky Blinders show. I freaking love that show. And, and you would think, judging off of how good Peaky Blinders is, that it, this show would be good too, but nope. <laughs> like, I don't know what Stephen Knight is thinking, but like, like he did not think through any of this. And so 
yeah, it's cool that Dave Bautista is going to be in season two, but just going off of season one, like every single episode for every cool thing there was, there were like 10 to 12 terribly stupid things. It's so addictive though. <laughs> it's enjoyably addictive. It's one of those things where it's like, I watch it because I enjoy how much I hate it. <laughs> and, and that's what keeps me going. So what, what in season two needs to happen to make you get on board? I don't think there's anything they can do to make me get on board at this They'd point. They'd have to do so much explaining. Well, they would have to do a lot better at world building and they would have to actually think through how a blind society would operate and, and make it so that the characters act authentically okay. because everything that takes me out of this show comes down to like just logically looking at how these characters interact with their world and being like, they wouldn't do that. So pick, pick one thing you want to see in season two, what would it be? Um, I would like to see, uh, people not bowing. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. All right. It's like, it's like for hey, me. Showrunners, can, yeah. can we maybe not have any more bowing? <laughs> For Kadish, it's easy respect. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would like to know like how they trim their beards because yeah, like they exactly. have some very nice looking beards in the show. You know what? Yeah, that's one thing that I would like to talk about is the grooming <laughs> in this show because it's not just the beards. Everybody has like hair ornaments. Yeah. And um, but like if you look closely, a lot of the ornaments are engraved and stuff. And like I wish that there was something that they explained about that. Like, this is also how we identify people because the shamans, they have this kind of engraving or the seers or the aurors or the sentiers. Yeah. And like, everybody has adornments and it makes absolutely no sense unless you explain it. Yeah. And it could That's, make sense. And like everything that I'm assuming is just coming from my own head, yeah. not from the show. I, I feel yeah. like everybody has like some kind of ritual scarring going on somewhere. Yeah. But they don't tell us what any of that is. Yeah. That's the world building that Katie's talking yeah. about. We need yeah. more world building. I mean, because like, we just gloss over all this yeah. stuff and we're like, it's like, oh, okay, well, it's scarring. Yeah. Well, well I, I feel like some of this world building has been thought through, but they never bother to explain right. it to the audience. Right. I would just like some explanation, some, yeah. some basic setup and payoff stuff. Yeah. I just, I just want to see Kofun get a set. <laughs> I, I, I want to see him like do something cool. I don't know that's if that's it. ever going to happen. Yeah, see, him, see him not be completely useless. Yeah. yeah, it'd be nice if he became useful in some because way. Because there's a, there's a, in the, um, oh my God, there's a moment in the trailer for season two where uh, Hannah was like, my father will come to get me. Mm -hmm. I, I, Baba Voss is my father. And yeah. you see a, a freaking shot of Jason Momoa with like freaking armor on. Samurai armor. Samurai armor. And he's like walking through a city. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. And Dave Batista's like, I'm betting on your father. Yes. You. Oh, Ooh, dude. I'm excited. I just, I don't care about anything else that happened in season one. Forget Jeremy Morrell. Forget his stupid yeah. little oh, clan. For sure. Forget that. I don't guy. ever want to see that douchebag again. Who cares about him? I want to see Baba Voss just be Baba Voss yeah. for eight episodes. For, that, that's I just, just want to see a bunch of blind people kick each other's asses. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't care if they can see or not. This is make a cool show. Yeah. Make know? it fun. Make it cool. And yeah. I think I disagree with you, Cage. I think they have learned a couple of things because they've definitely... According to the trailers that we've watched, they've leaned more into the let's see some badass people doing some badass shit. Mm -hmm. That that seems to be the way they're leaning, as opposed to this is all like family drama and and yeah. who is this is this uh, prophecy of seeing people and all. It's just, it's who cares? Who doesn't care? Nobody cares. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I'm it's also nonsense. looking forward to the di the dynamic between King Queen Kane 
and Magra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I yeah. really think Tamakta June is still alive. I He's going to come back and they're going to overthrow the queen. Did you see the news trailer? I want trailer? Boots to die. I think the queen is going to try and fuck Boots because she wants a sight. <laughs> she wants a sighted baby. That's uh, she, She's going to try to pray with him. <laughs> Pray to the gods. Me, anyway, did you see the did you see the newest trailer? No. Magra goes full warrior chick. What? She's got like these badass, like it looks like a Klingon oh, bat lift, dude. What? Yes. I gotta watch this later. And it's like a queen this. must stand up for her people. And she has like freaking knives and like badass freaking robe oh, and dang. shit. I'm in. I'm about to pray right now. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. We gotta wrap this up. This has gone on for way too long. Thank we you. We did not mean to talk this long about this. We show. love I, this I, stupid I knew show. We would. I knew we would. I, you called it yesterday. You were yeah. looking for three hours. Uh, <laughs> so we have been. But if you're still here, if you watched this whole freaking thing, Bravo. God Go to saltynerdclub.com and become a patron for God's sake. If you've yeah. been here for that long. Uh, thank you for joining us. Go watch the show. And then we will be doing episode by episode breakdowns of season two coming up at the end of the month. We'll probably Which won't s- take as long. Yeah. Starting yeah. next week, right? Yeah. Next week is the first episode. So following what, like first week of September will be our first drop for I'm season. I'm glad we finally two. did this though. Cause we've been talking yeah. about recapping season one for two years. This is, yeah, this is a, needed a to cornerstone of this podcast mm-hmm. is this ridiculous show. So dumb. dumb. (laughs) All right, guys. Vader, where can they find you on the socials? Uh, You can find me at MattVader74 on the socials and at Salty underscore nerd on Twitter and here on uh, SaltyNerdVideo.com on YouTube. Um, Some days, like Saturdays, I think. I don't know. Excellent. That might be changing, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Jude, where can they find you? You can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can find me on my website at thevoiceofjude.com. And Matthew Kadish. You can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H, over on Twitter. And kadishbooks.com will take you to my Amazon page. And also, go to saltylist.com if you want to sign up for our newsletter. And I am the Salty Nerd. You can catch me on our Discord channel. Go to saltynerddiscord.com. And uh, I'm going to set up a chat room specifically for this show because it needs to be talked about. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for this long. We really do appreciate it. And as always, stay salty, my friends. Salty.